captains for tonight's game were number six, Nick Daigle, number 92, John Huffman, number 76, Mason May, and number 59, Carlos Yanez. So, again, excited uh, for the Rebel Rebels to see the uh, the football field, and Cleveland will kick it away. This is the 11th meeting between Cleveland and Maryville High School. The Red Rebels, shocker, lead the all-time series 8-2. to two. Jude Ellison, Wayne Kaiser on the call. Jude, it's football time. It is, yeah. It's great to be out here. And uh, uh, Maryville, they're looking hype, you know what I mean? We were commenting uh, the last two out of that big pack there to start it off with Birchfield and the McGill. So they're saving their energy for, t- for tonight. <laughs> well, look who the, who's back deep for the Red Rebels. You've got DJ Burks, Noah Vaughn, and Parker McGill. Parker says, give me the football. He's going to take it at the three-yard line, and he's going to get upfield, get across the 15, get to the 20, bust through a couple tacklers, get across the 25 to the 28-yard line. It's going to set up first and 10 Red Rebels. Man, that kid knows how to get a full head of steam. Yeah, tackle there by Maddox Gallagher there for Cleveland, number 56, and uh, that's uh, that's hard to stop right there. I mean, that's a big uh, that's a big uh, guy to bring down. So uh, I, think I, said, there. I think I said he's last week's player or last game's uh, Rebel Radio player of the game. I called him a grown man. Uh, Markel Fortenberry, DJ Burks to the right-hand side. Two receivers to the left, Carson Jones. Fortenberry one-on-one. Parker McGill in the backfield. He's going to be in the shotgun. He's going to get a high snap. Look to the flat. Going to get it to DJ Burks. He's got a lot of green. He gets across the 30, up to the 34, and they're ripping at Jersey mm. and knock him out of bounds at the 35-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of seven on first down. It's going to set up second and three for the Red Rebels. Yeah, uh, he caught that uh, DJ Burks didn't kind of stutter step, and I thought he had a lot of open grass, but he uh, kind of hesitated and allowed number three, David Wilson, to get to him. Absolutely. Two receivers to the left, one to the right this next set. They're going to have Jackson Phillips kind of in there in a stack set with Parker McGill to Carson Jones' left hip pocket. Parker helps with the protection, going to get Carson Jones in position. He's going to get the snap, give it right to Parker. He's going to go right tackle, get across the 40. To the 45, across the 47-yard line, up to the 49. And it's going to be enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down, first down Rebels. Parker showed us his hurdle skills there. He he clean jumped over a guy there to get into the first down. And I mean, what a play. He's just so elusive. You know, he'll run right through you or he'll jump right over you. Yeah. He can do both, and that's something special right there. Yeah, he said, these cleats don't have shoelaces. I'm going to slip them on because you ain't getting me by the shoelaces. But they kind of stick with the same package. One to the left. Uh, got Fortenberry coming across the formation. Parker McGill in the backfield. Lone setback. They're going to give him in motion. Can give it to Parker. He's going to go right side again. Get across the 40, 35, 30. Going to cut back right. Get to the 20. Inside the 17. Down to the 14-yard line. Man, rumbling, stumbling, Parker McGill. Tate O'Brien finally brought him down, but, I mean, he just put on – he just stopped and uh, thirty-seven, and then got right back up to speed. I mean, that was a, uh, a quick 37, too. I mean, he can really just get up to speed so fast and bring it down to a to a slow. So, I mean, just what a way to evade the tackler. I love how he gave that give and go and kind of cut back left and got probably about 11, 12 more yards. Mm-hmm. Got number two in the backfield now. Noah Vaughn out, got trips to the left, and got Daigle down here by himself to the right. Here goes Carson Jones going to deliver out in the flat. Noah Vaughn nearly picks it. And he gets a hold of it, and the ball's on the ground. Yeah, they're going to say that the, the fumble is out. Yeah, they're going to call that a lateral. That's going to be Cleveland ball. I think that's why Noah Vaughn's chasing after it. Yeah, they're going to call it a lateral. It is fumbled, and Cleveland turns them over. So Cleveland's going to take over at the 17-yard line, 18-yard line. It's going to be first and 10, uh, first and 10 Raiders. That's the first turnover 
for uh, for the Red Rebels of this 2020 season. Yeah, and it wasn't a clean one either. It was uh, just uh, just went right through Noah Vaughn's hands. He's got to got to shore that one up. It looked like a pretty good design, but also uh, Cleveland got into the backfield quick, and I think that caused him to drop the ball there. I think he saw the footsteps coming. Well, I think he had to rip it. If he if he had gave full extension, uh, it could have gave a little trouble. But Kenzie and Tito Boyd out there for the Raiders. There's two receivers left, two right. But I think, yeah, no Tito Boyd. Kenzie's going to throw on first down, and he's a little on, not on the same page with the receiver. It's going to fall incomplete on the right-hand sideline. Yeah, throwing to no one. Uh, just uh, no one was open, just kind of got the ball out of bounds. And uh, he, he better be careful, though. Uh, DJ Burks was kind of lurking in there trying to make a play on that, just couldn't get to it in time. I think it shocked everybody in the stands that the first play didn't go to Tito Boyd, just to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about him all pregame show. I mean, he's a, he's a really good player. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if this one went to him right here. Big boy tackles for the Cleveland Raiders in there, but I think, yeah, on second down you go back to, to bread and butter. Kenzie in the shotgun. He's going to move number eight across the uh, formation, Aaron Jones, and yet Tito Boyd's going to get it on second down, and he's going to get through some arm tackles, get across the 20 to the 21. It's going to pick up three yards on second down. It's going to set up third and seven. It's a big third down for Cleveland. I, I think, think that, every third down is going to be big yeah, for Cleveland. I think that he had a lot of contact there at the line of scrimmage and basically took four Rebels with him, another three extra yards. I mean, that just shows how how big this kid is. Uh, they've got him listed at um, – I can't find his height. He's going to be 5'10", 200. Yeah, I mean, that's a big – That's a big. That's Travis that's Henry's big boy who that right is there, for yeah. those who remember Tennessee football. But nonetheless, Kenzie and Boyd are going to stay two receivers left and right, and he's going to put – Put Tito Boyd out in the flat. McKenzie's going to keep it himself. He's going to get across the 25 and slide down at the 29. I thought that was going to be a late hit on the Maryville defense, but no call, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I thought they were going to flag D.J. Burks there, but it looks like he got the necessary yards. They're going to give it to him. I guess they're maybe – I don't know. I thought he might have been just a tad short, but uh, that's where you start the slide, not where you end up, but – I think they gave him the full yeah. slide. But, <laughs> yeah. but nonetheless, first in 10 Raiders, uh, that is going to be very successful if you look at their, their scorecard later tonight. as They have uh, converted here on their first drive of, of this early football game. But Kenzie's going to look. Uh, Boyd's going to stay in protection. He's going to unload it. One-on-one matchup. Number two for Cleveland is going to get the reception, Destin Thomas. And uh, that's a huge reception that was a big for play, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, that was against number 14, Thomas Fry, coming off of uh, the injury there. And uh, just couldn't – he got just high-pointed on that one, you know what I mean? Good throw by the quarterback there. And uh, we haven't really seen a team this year go up against Maryville uh, like this, the way Cleveland has. I mean, he, they, he just got in position. Yeah. I mean, I think he just he just got the DB behind him mm-hmm. and then was able to, like you was said, the high points of yeah. football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Destin Thomas made a big play for him, 30 yards on the reception – and the Raiders are in Maryville territory. Kenzie's going to get it, give it to Tito Boyd. He's going to go off right side and get stood up after a three-yard gain. He's going to get to the 38-yard line, and it's going to be second and about seven uh, as we set up this next play. Looks like maybe a long seven, short eight. Yeah, I mean, uh, Maryville did a really good job of stopping him there. Last time he was able to pick up a few yards after contact. This time, not so much. Yeah, and they're really they're, they're sliding in there. looks like they're running a 4-3. Uh, traditional, and, and then got the guys out there on the islands in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And notice how most of uh, most of Cleveland's plays have been on the right side, away from Mr. Birchfield over there. So they're not one to run to him. 
Yeah, Kenzie and Boyd, they're, of course, everything's going to go through them. A little play action early on, but they're wanting to throw the football, and I think we've just got to, we've got to react there in the defensive backfield. They're going to give it to Boyd. He's going to get across the left side and drag and pull and get near the 35-yard line. That's going to bring up a third and about five. Yeah, he's going to be down by Eric 34. Townsend. He's going to be down by Eric Townsend there, who was able to hold him off until uh, number 32 there, Thomas Roberts. That's one that we said at the beginning of the year he's going to have a big impact on this team. He was able to come over and make the play and keep Mr. Boyd short. And, I mean, this honestly might be four-down territory here for Cleveland. Oh, yeah, I think you're in no man's land right here. But, but honestly, there was some backfield penetration that pushed Boyd out wide that helped the defense get him down. Mm-hmm. But they're going to put 21 in motion for Cleveland. And uh, Boyd's going to be in the backfield. He's going to come up to block out in the flat. They're going to get it to Destin Thomas. And he's just at the sticks, going to get the first down for Cleveland. It's going to be inside the 30, 29-yard line. It's going to be enough for a first down Cleveland. So with 7.03 to go here in the first quarter, your score is 0-0. But the Cleveland Blue Raiders on the move. Yeah, this new offensive coordinator here for Cleveland seems to have the Rebels a little bit figured out, you know. Well, get a few yardage on first and second down, then get that short pass there to complete the third down. And I'll say this. A year ago, this same thing happened. They get down on their own goal line and they fumble. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, defense just got to hold serve right here. I think you're right, four down territory. But first and ten, uh, they're going to split things, two receivers left to the right. Uh, Tito's going to come up to block, unloading to the left-hand side. Re- better receiver was the Rebels, but unable to corral it in. It's going to fall incomplete. Going to bring up second and 10, ball on the 28-yard line. Yeah, Travis Reeder almost made the play there. He uh, he had him beat. I mean, it looked like it was a throw to Reeder. It looks like Carson Jones was out here throwing <laughs> to Reeder, but uh, just barely outside the outstretched hands of him and uh, bring up second down here in 10. Yeah, Glover Yawn is is another receiver that's out there, and uh, he's a 5'8", 160 sophomore, but he, he's really moving some of those DBs into where Kenzie wants him to be. Uh, but Tito Boyd, I think this is a, a tailor-cut play right here. Uh, two receivers left and Yawn going across the, the formation. And sure enough, Boyd gets it right up gut, and he is going to basically put himself down mm-hmm. and put one knee down after a one-yard pickup. Yeah, Jason Manneker got a lot of penetration there, and then the turf monster reached up and grabbed Mr. Boyd down, and uh, he went down on his own there, a big third down and ten here. So if a turf monster get him, is that 12 men on the field? I think so. I the turf monster it. makes it his first appearance of 2020. He's wearing green, not black. Mm-hmm. Turf monster. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, Cleveland looking to slow it down right here. Six and a half to go here in the first quarter. Score still is 0-0 here at Jim Renfro. And uh, third and ten upcoming. So it's a, probably a long nine. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, Kenzie in the shotgun with Tito Boyd deep. He's going to run out in the flat. Kenzie looking left and going to be picked off. Picked off. Here comes nothing but green for the Rebels as number 16 reader is off and running. 40, 35, 30. One man to beat. And the one man gets him. Tito Boyd tracks him down. But Travis Reader writes a wrong and gets the Rebels back to their own or to the the Cleveland 25-yard line. There is a flag on the play, so this one could be a little bit... I th- yeah, I think we're looking Blocking at the, the, back. the back probably. But, I mean. But it's post-interception, so yeah. nonetheless, Rebel football. Mm-hmm. What a play to redeem. Yeah, blocking the back. So it's going to come back just a little bit. Is that spot of the foul, I think? Should yeah. be. So, the, so Mary will take over about the 48. I mean, that's still great. Yeah, that's like you said, I mean, same as last year. They do great possession, and then they throw it away or fumble it away. And uh, what a play by Reader. I thought he looked him down the whole time. Well, and the thing is, he did. He looked him down the whole time. Tito Boyd's out in the flat, and nobody goes with him. Yeah. But yet, Kenzie just. Just tossed it over there into traffic. And Travis Reeder, man, give him credit. Uh, he ripped it away. But after the penalty is assessed, the Rebels take over first and 10 from their 
from Cleveland or from Maryville's 38-yard line, and uh, Carson Jones brings the troops out. And I don't know why you don't go to Desan uh, Thomas there. Oh, this is a huge jumbo pack. I mean, they're in tight with Parker McGill in the backfield. Carson Jones is going to pitch to Parker McGill, and he's going to get upfield, get across the 40 uh, to the 41-yard line, and he'll be drugged down after a pickup of three on first down. Brought down by DeSwan Boyd there, number four. He's a big guy, and uh, great to get McGill down in the backfield. That's a very hard thing. Uh, Fortenberry gave a good outside block, but number four was able to come around it and tackle Mr. McGill. Parker McGill is uh, still in the backfield. You've got Nick Daigle, Markel Fortenberry up top, and you've got Jackson Phillips in there stacked up overloaded. Uh, but, you know, I, I saw on social media both teams have turned it over. We're back evens 0-0. Zero, zero. So 5.23 to go, second and seven to go. Nick Daigle's going to get it in the flat. He's going to get across the 37 up and at it to the 45-yard line. So it's going to bring up a third and about three yards to go. And uh, I think there's there's just a handful of plays you go to right here. Based on the uh, offensive line, 2-4 is where I go with, with third yeah. down. So but, th third and three. But, I mean, this defensive corner is playing with fire. He's leaving Daigle and Fortenberry in one-on-one -on -one coverage. But I agree. I think McGill's getting the ball here. Carson Jones shotgun. Parker McGill to the left-hand side. And Carson Jones looks to the sideline to change the play. Again, one-on-one -on -one coverage with Daigle and Fortenberry. Really no safety help. So they're going to give it to Parker McGill. He goes forward across the 50 and up to the 45 of Cleveland. Enough, plenty for the Dwight Price of Realty Executive. First down. Yeah, Cleveland's committing nine folks to stop the run there, and they still can't stop McGill. That's how powerful this offensive line is moving these kids out of the way. Well, it's, it's more than three yards in a cloud of dust, but uh, Parker McGill left a few of those defenders in the dust. Yeah, that speed. He's just able to hit the gap so hard and uh, – can really get there and pick up that first down. What a run. Ten yards on the pickup for Parker McGill. They're going to go two receivers left, two to the right. Fake to Parker McGill. Unloaded for Markel Fortenberry. And it, oh, Lord, it was there to be had. But Destin Thomas in defense got in the, the eyesight of Markel Fortenberry and really, uh, really broke that thing up. I think Markel would like to have that one back. Would have been six. I think Mark, Markel thought he was going to get uh, pass interference on him. He kind of got knocked a little bit on the head, but... Uh, like Miss, like Chris would t just told me, I mean, they've been setting up that little screen route all game, and there they decide to set up the screen, set the blocker blocking, he goes out, and that was six if he would have brought that one in. But even after that play and how open that was, no coverage over here, still one-on-one. -on -one. They're going to give it to Parker. He's going to get upfield, get across the 40, inside the 37, and be brought down at the 36. 3.55 to go here in the first quarter of play. Scoreless at Jim Renfro Field. Something this late in the first. We don't see much of. Number 24, Jonathan Hilaris, man. He might have that shiny uh, back piece there, but he was getting drugged by McGill there. Again, seems like formation is going to stick relatively the same. Going to shift Parker McGill to the right hip pocket, but Carson Jones looks to the sideline to get the play from Coach Hunt. Third and two, they're calling from a short 47-yard line, uh, but Carson Jones is going to give the signal to Parker. Going to move Jackson Phillips across the formation. He's going to get the high snap, give it to Parker McGill, and there goes Parker across the 30-yard line and into first down territory around the 27 is where they'll get the big man down. First and 10 Rebels. That's the Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. I mean, this has been the second straight game Maribel's played Cleveland where they just haven't really had an answer for McGill. I mean, he's been able to uh, he's been able to just consistently get first downs every time he touches the ball. So, I mean... Yeah, his, I say keep feeding him. 
his last two carries, or two of his last three carries, have been for 10 yards. So, yeah, he, he knows where the sticks are. But as Chris has pointed out, uh, Carson Jones has been given a lot. If he keeps it, I think it's open. He rolls to the right, looks to deliver in the flat, gets it to Fortenberry inside the 20, up to the 17-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of near 10 on the play, maybe second and a short one. Yeah, it looks like they're going to call it short, but, hey, Markel was not going to drop that one that time. He said, first one was on me, but this time I've got it. And the refs are going to signal first down there. Yeah, they just stepped inside the red zone, the uh, the common sense pest control red zone, and the Rebels are setting up looking to put points on the board here in the first quarter of play. 233 and counting as it remains scoreless here at Maryville High School as the Rebels and the Raiders are scoreless. Cleveland doing a good job defensively here against Maryville. Carson Jones gets it, gives it to Noah Vaughn. Noah Vaughn's going to cut right, get left, and uh, get inside the 10-yard line. He's going to get all the way down to the 7-yard line. It's going to bring up second and one inside the common sense pest control red zone. Yeah, I mean, he's just so quick. He's able to just find those gaps and just get to it. Look how fast Maribel's lining up. Yeah, no huddle. Going to get it back to Noah Vaughn, but flag on the play. Illegal substitution. Yeah, against um, Cleveland. Number four, I believe it was, was still on the field when they were trying to get it off, and that's going to be 12 men on the field. Give us that free yardage. Right around the two-minute mark here in the first quarter of play, second and two is probably going to turn to first and goal. Maybe Cleveland was trying to pull what Tennessee did down in LSU, get like 17 men down there to stop the stop Mr. McGill. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, the difference is, is back in those years, they probably knew what they were doing. <laughs> uh, Tennessee at that point did not. But nonetheless, I digress. Two minutes to go here, uh, and the Rebels are threatening as they sit on the three two-yard line. Are they on the three-yard line? I believe that's the three. Ken says three-yard line, and it's going to be first and goal Rebels. Parker McGill in the backfield. Wonder where this goes. Carson Jones says, Parker, take it, and he does. Goes left, goes wide, and goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Rebels. McGill took one step, kicked it out, and was in the, in the end zone. So, I mean, what a rush. Uh, I think, was that your prediction, Chris, there? Well, yeah, me and him both said McGill first touchdown, and that's been a safe bet so far. I was going to say, y'all went way out on a limb on that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but nonetheless, late in the first quarter, minute and 50 to go here at Jim Renfro, and your Everton Orthodontics first touchdown of the game has just hit the Denzo scoreboard. 150 to go. Your score six to nothing in favor of the Rebels. Corbin Price lines it up. The kick is up, and it's good. Hey, I mean, Corbin Price has been automatic all year, and there we go. Uh, Maribel stumbles a little bit early, but now they're back into it and uh, really uh, just going on all throttle here, or all cylinders, excuse me. Either way. Well, minute 50 to go here in Maribel High School, and the Denzo Manufacturing scoreboard has just changed. Your, Rebel, your Red Rebels have seven. The visiting Cleveland Raiders have zero. Uh, let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. 
and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. As Corbin Price kicks it away, Parker McGill can say, you can't stop me. As Cleveland gets the football about the seven-yard line, and he's going to cut across midfield and get up near the 30-yard line where they'll set up first and 10 Cleveland Blue Raiders. But but uh, Jude Ellison alongside Wayne Kaiser, thank you for listening to Rebel Radio right here. But Jude, it took a little longer to get that first score on the board here at Maryville High School, but uh, – I think that was a they was a trend that you needed to see. Nine plays, fifty two yards, four minutes and eleven seconds, grounded out and got in the end zone. Yeah, two great possessions so far by Maribel. Just one happened to end in the little fumble, a little unfortunate fumble. Second one they got back on track though and and uh, struck. And I would dare say that Maribel's gonna keep on this pace. I mean Cleveland looks like they have no answer for Parker McGill, they're gonna have to do something. Absolutely, and I'm looking to see see what happens with Tito Boyd. They're going to give a little misdirection, get it to number 10. He's going to get right side and get upfield, get across the 35-yard line up to the 36. It's going to be a pickup of six for number 10 for the Blue Raiders. That's I don't have a 10. Um, yeah, no, not listed, but he's quick, isn't he? He really uh, was able to uh, get through there and pick up a big yard, a big chunk of yards. There's something that Tito hasn't really been able to do so far, so maybe they're going to start given to this number 10 more good speed for number 10 but that's what we're going to have to call him as his name doesn't show up on the roster they gave us hey we'll have to make up a name for him or something <laughs> go guy but anyway kenzie's going to give it to boyd boyd rips off a arm tackle and gets across the 40 to the 41 that's going to be enough for a cleveland first down and that's a that's a mad runner right there yeah i think we've realized that uh, arm tackles are not going to be able to stop mr boyd and uh what a run there by him. And, I mean, you look at some of these kids for Cleveland, number 75, they've got him listed at 6'5", 330. That is a, uh, a big kid right there over on the tackles. So, I mean, they're going to move some folks out of the way. Just can Tito capitalize on that and pick up the first down? Uh, Tito sure capitalized on that pickup right there. Tito's going to be in the backfield, and it's going to be a big dose of Tito. Hagen, Hagen Webb tries to get after him, and uh, he's going to get through, get up to the 49-yard line. Going to be a pickup of eight. There on first down, Tito Boyd running mad. Yeah, he's just running running with a purpose there. He's just plowing over, folks. I mean, he he's taking a lot to get down. Maribel is going to have to do something uh, to stop him here because he's doing basically what Parker McGill just did to uh, Maribel. Absolutely. As, as they look to the sideline, I'm not sure if they're going to take a timeout here. Yeah, it looks like they're going to take a timeout Mm-mm. and kind of no, end of first quarter. Well, they're going to get a timeout, whether they want one or not. But here at the end of the first quarter, uh, we're going to we're going to take a quick break, listen to these fine sponsors. But your score at the end of one: the Red Rebels of Maryville seven, the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders zero. You're listening to Rebel Radio, fourteen hundred AM, one hundred five point nine FM, and streaming at WGAPRadio.com. We'll be right back. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet.
jump around is what a lot of people's wanting to do, but the score here at Maryville is 7 to nothing. Again, here on Rebel Radio 105.9, 1400 AM, streaming WGAPradio.com. Want to give a little shout-out to one of our, our, our faithful Rebel Radio listeners, Jason Ward, listening to Rebel Radio on WGAP, playing Rook with legendary Everett High School basketball player Ralph Goodson. So, again, I uh, want to appreciate Jason Ward and uh, appreciate Ralph Goodson. And, uh, and, and, again, always thank you guys for listening and hope we're, uh, we're telling the story of what Maryville's doing here on the football field. But, Jude, uh, we've got listeners out there. Yeah, it's always good to see the, uh, the faithful uh, fan club out here listening and maybe even the Jude Ellison <laughs> club the, will make an appearance. Oh, well, they like Jude. They, I can mm-hmm. tell you that. But as they flip field, Maryville will face the high school, and now Cleveland will head towards – uh, the Horn of Plenty or the Barbershop, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. uh, towards Cedar Street. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're setting up, waiting on this thing to come back live. It will be second and two when they get back under action. Uh, Kenzie, Tito Boyd in the backfield. They've got two receivers to the left and Destin Johnson uh, there, or Destin Thomas uh, out here on the right-hand side. Kenzie wants to take the snap and then looks to the sideline possibly to change the play. Now he gets back in, makes an adjustment. Tito kind of steps up forward. Kenzie takes the snap, gets it to Boyd, and he's going to kind of stove up there in the backfield and and actually get stopped short. It's going to bring up third and a short one as he really uh, felt the footsteps of the Maryville defense. Yeah, I mean, he uh, – I believe that uh, they're going to – yeah, they're going to give that to him. Um, wow. I thought he was stopped a little bit short, but um, – That must have been second effort. But yeah. uh, they, they've been friendly with the spot. They have been very generous with the spot. Um, I guess they're just being a little bit benevolent tonight, maybe showing a little goodness to everybody. <laughs> goodness, yeah. But Kenzie takes the snap, gets it to Tito Boyd. Oh, he rips through that offense for the offense and defensive line, gets across the 45 through the 47 and up to near the 40-yard line uh, to make a first down for Cleveland. Oh, near a first down, nine yards on the pickup. Thomas Roberts is busted through there. I think he was behind Tito Boyd by the time he realized how deep into the backfield he was. And Boyd was just able to slip away and pick up a big nine yards there. He has just been a completely different runner this possession. I'm not really sure what's happened, but Maryville just hasn't really had an answer for this Cleveland offense except for that one pick. Well, they're running behind Isaiah Summers, who is a left tackle there. That's just a monster. They get it out in the flat to number, I think, number two, but there's a flag on the play. I think it's going to be a big pickup for Cleveland that's going to come back. Yeah, that was a big play for Cleveland. You'd love to have that, but it looks like it's going to be an illegal shift there for Cleveland. Can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, They'll you come can't do right that. on back. And uh, you know what I mean? I mean, if they're, I think Alcoa was sitting at home thinking, hmm, these Rebels might be able to be beaten. Let's uh, look at this film, you know, because this is definitely seems like the way to beat this defense is what they're doing right now, bruise them and then get some short uh, – plays here out the secondary well and I think I, I like the way this is shaping up because this is these are learning moments for this team yeah. before next week's matchup mm-hmm. but they're gonna they're gonna continue to scoot this thing on back I believe yeah I don't think they spotted that correctly they figured that out they gave uh, Mr. Boyd <laughs> a few extra yards that last play and they're gonna try and give him another half yard there and I'm still on the field I'm not really sure what's yeah there's a hundred here to go and they're they're passing them around yeah. The, oh Lord. Laundry everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and yeah, and and they're they're throwing flags and doing different things. 
But Tito Boyd in the backfield, I think he's going to be the recipient here. Yawn moving across the formation. Yep, Tito Boyd's going to get it, and Tito Boyd is going to get it from the Maryville defense. Backed up deep. It's going to be a huge loss. Five on the plays, the loss, and it's going to bring up second or third and 11. Jason Manneker, the, the sophomore, was just really able to blow up that play and uh, bring Mr. Boyd down with just no small feet. You know, I mean, that was a great tackle by him. Going to set up a big third down and 11 here for Cleveland. You could be looking down 14 nothing if you don't convert here. Yeah, third and 11, ball on the 49-and-a-half near 50-yard line. Nose is on the 50. Uh, Ten minutes to go here in the second quarter. Your score, 7 to nothing, Red Rebels. But uh, Cleveland with the football and having a level of success. Kenzie's going to take the shotgun snap. Going to put Boyd out in the flat to block. He's going to unload, and the ball is going to be falling incomplete. Late flag. I thought it was worthy, though. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to call number 14, Thomas Fry, yeah. for, for the pass interference. Probably was all over the Cleveland receiver, but nonetheless, uh, pretty rough throw there. Yeah, and it was a late flag, too. Um, that's what I take most with. But, uh, I think but yeah, I think it was deserving. Pocket. I think it was deserving. Deep in that pocket, mm-hmm. Jude. Yeah. As much as he's over on that Cleveland sign, he better throw that, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – uh, Fry's been getting a little a little trouble this game, but um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna move the sticks for the for the Blue Raiders. It's gonna give them new life and a first down, well inside Rebel territory. Yeah, I mean we were saying about how <laughs> Maine's not very agreeing with that call, but uh, Ken is not the happiest guy right now. Yeah, so they're gonna pick up about the 34 here. We were saying they need to convert here, and I guess by any way is good, you know. By virtue of penalty, yeah, first and ten, Blue Raiders, and Kenzie brings his men to the to the to the to the snap. Kenzie in the backfield, Tito Boyd right behind him, empty backfield nonetheless, and gets two receivers to the left, one to the right. Gonna be a late snap, but then Kenzie's gonna try to take it himself. He's gonna get upfield, get to the 30 near the 29. They're gonna give him the 29. And he's going to pick up five yards on first down. Second and five upcoming. That's a big move. That's a big play for Kenzie. I think he's uh, he's playing a good brand of football. He's fearless. Yeah, he really is. That's uh, the second big run he's had tonight. And he got uh, he got bear tackled there by Mr. Hagen Webb from behind. And, uh, I mean, credit him to getting back up and staying with it. He's had, he's had himself a very nice game tonight. Yeah, Gage Kenzie, the quarterback for Cleveland, not a, not a big guy. Uh, not a really fast guy, but knows when to run when he needs to and gets what he can. Boyd's going to stay in his traditional eye set behind Kenzie. They're going to have one to the left, two receivers to the right. They're going to give it to Boyd right up gut, and he's going to get across the 33 near the 32-yard line. And if so, yeah, no, I'm sorry, that's 27 yards. Yeah. 27 there, third down, and I believe we're going to say four, three maybe. That's the first time I've done that this year. <laughs> I, I thought I'd beat it. Mm. It's back. Anyway, 8.36 to go here in the in the first half of play. Your Red Rebels up seven to nothing, but Cleveland on the move once again. Kenzie's got his, his Blue Raiders in white uniforms at the 27-yard line. Tito Boyd in the backfield, one receiver left, two to the right. He's going to get in the flat teal board to block. It's going to go up and over, and nearly Travis Reeder uh, had had a, a little deja vu there. He almost picked it off again. Yeah, that was almost Travis's third pick tonight. He's just been in the right place at the right time. This time just couldn't quite get it in. Yeah, Travis Reeder's smelling the football tonight. He's just got to wrangle those in, uh, but he's going to push the issue and get them to fourth down. I think that's the, the bigger thing. What are they going to do? 
I think they're going to call timeout and think about it. Let's take a timeout with them. Uh, that's an El Himidor timeout right here. We're going to take one with them. Listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Unfortunately, Mr. Tito Boyd is rolling at the moment, but we're looking to get this defense rolling as the Red Rebels stand serve on their side of the 50, trying to keep those Cleveland Blue Raiders out of the end zone. Jude Ellison, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to Rebel Radio as 8 minutes 15 seconds is what's remaining here in the first half of play, and your Rebels are up 7 to nothing. But, Jude, we talked about it during the break. Uh, this should be a 14 nothing matchup, but it's a lot tighter as we speak. And uh, it's, it's a lot by the, the, the mistakes here in an early going, uh, but it's something that we can atone for here if we can get these guys off the field. Yeah, and did, or did you drop that tennis reference because you saw me watching the Joker over here? I think I like that. But uh, um, honestly, let's think about it. If you're Cleveland, do you throw the ball again? Because, I mean, three times, that's basically three picks. No, right? they're, they're gonna, it in. they have to. You make them one-dimensional in this defense will eat you alive. So, mm-hmm. so, no, I think they have to throw it, but I think you maybe don't throw towards number 16. Yeah. But uh, Tito Boyd, I think, gets the football right here. It's fourth and three, and they're going to see see what happens here. Yeah, they're going to give it to Mr. Boyd. He's going to go left side. He's going to get the first down and more. He's going to get inside the 20 and near the 19-yard line. That's going to be where they stack it up. Big pickup of eight yards on fourth and three. So it'll be a first down Cleveland inside the red zone. Man, it's it's just not the place you want to see Cleveland. Uh, but nonetheless, you still you still can hold them. Uh, 19 yards, a long way to go. And as the field shortens, that defense should stack up. Yeah, I mean, when you're Cleveland and you're running off these tackles here, I mean, these boys are giants compared to the Maryville. I mean, Maryville's pretty small on the defensive line, and these boys are just able to open up enough holes that Tito Boyd's able just to bust through and pick up big first downs. Yeah, Tito Boyd's going to be – there's going to be a heavy dose there. He gets across the 18, down to the 17, and that's where he's going to come to a stop. Two-yard pickup on first and 10. It's going to set up second and eight from the 17-yard line. Yeah, that was a rare occasion that Mr. Boyd didn't get more than about four or five there, but uh, great play there by him and a great play by the Maryville defensive line. Just was able to wrap him up this time. Normally he's able to get through there. I'm seeing what they stack in there. They're bringing a lot of bodies inside and kind of putting the outside in the backfield on, on an island. I think you do. I mean, I think with the way this quarterback, he's not very precise. He's just kind of trucking them up there. I think you can live with the one-on-one coverage. Yeah, Destin Thomas out here by himself, but they're going to give it to Tito Boyd. He's going to get left side, get across the 15, inside the 14 to the 13, and that's going to be where he comes to rest. It's going to be a pickup of four on the play, bring up third and four from the 13-yard line. Big third down here again, and uh, if you're Cleveland, you really don't want to settle for uh... – for three here and uh no i think the way they're playing they've got to go with house money yeah. but it's third and four ball on the 17 six and a half minutes to go here in the first half maryville up seven to nothing 
I think Maryville's got about six people, seven people in the box there, so they're really committing to stopping this run. But like you said, I think you can handle the one-on-ones. Tito Boyd's going to get the give, and he's going to get to the 11-yard line and no further. Third and four is going to turn in to fourth and two. Brock Garner there makes the play of the night. I mean, way to stop him. Tito Boyd hadn't been stopped all game on those short, on those short third downs, and uh, credit Mr. Garner there for being able to stop him. Tito Boyd's a big guy, but I think if you body him up, get low, uh, you can slow him down. It's going to bring up fourth and two. Not a full two. I yeah. agree with that. It's going to be close here. Uh, I don't know. I think if they, I think you got to go for it here. Really, I think. Oh, they're going to go. They're going yeah. to go. I think. Yeah, you're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a short two to go, and there's only one option. Tito Boyd. He's going to get up there. He's going to be stood up and did not it. get it. He is stopped Whoa. at the ten yard line, and that's where the spot's going to be. And that is turnover on downs. Huge stand by the defense of the Red Rebels. Footsteps was heard. Tito Boyd was there, and he fell backwards. Bend but don't break off the defense there for Maryville, carrying over from last year. Hey, Mr. Birchfield was in there on the tackle there to stop him, and uh, what a play by Lou. And Maryville's going to pick up here on the 10, and the way they're rolling, they could get here in nine yards, in nine plays. Well, here's the deal. You know, you, you wasted a lot of time there. That's two drives the full length of the football field. You, you've accumulated 102 yards of offense. You've got zero points to show for it. So I think that's huge for the bend but don't break defense. And now the Rebels are out on offense. Carson Jones with the snap, giving it to Parker McGill. No, he gives it to – no, that's Wildcat. D.J. Burke. D.J. Burke. We saw that in practice. We saw them going with a little Burke's action from the, the Wildcat. This time didn't play out as well as it did in practice. Right. He, he was to the far long side of Cedar Street side of the field and uh, did not see that that was D.J. Burke's. But, yeah, did not fall the, the way it did in practice. But just brings up a second and ten as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. As we hit five minutes to go here in the half, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what the, uh, the dynamic is here. I think a little play action, a little dump off is there to be had. Looks like they put Noah Vaughn in motion. Play action to Parker McGill, and Carson Jones is going to take it himself. He's going to get across the 15-yard line up to the 16, a little something out of nothing, pick up five and get to third and five to go. Yeah, I like what you said there, something out of nothing. I mean, I thought he was going to get – Negative yards. He was able to put the spin on, got a few yards, but then number four was able to wrap him down, eventually going to bring up a third down and, uh, and a little bit long here. Yeah, it, it was once he, once he leaned forward, they gave him six yards. So it'll be third and four, 4.25 to go here in the second quarter. A lot of movement in the backfield for the Red Rebels. Daigle's going to go right side. You've got Fortenberry and I think Burks in there in, in the slot. So. We're going to see what happens here. Carson Jones is going to roll out, going to flip out in the flat to Parker McGill. He's going to get to the first down, going to get to the 30. A lot of green to go. He's going to get 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Rebels. I think they're going to call Markel Fortenberry on blocking the back there. I don't think that was right, though. He barely touched the guy. I don't think that's 84 the right call. yards, and I'm afraid it's all for naught. And it was more than 84 because he came the whole length of the field before cutting it up. So I was close to a 100-yard run, but this one's coming back, I hate to say. And what a run. And I don't think that's the right call on Fortenberry. I think he barely touched him. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're calling this thing tight. But, hey, as long as they keep that even, I'm okay yeah. with it. Block in the back yep. called on Maryville. Mm, that's so that negates six points for Mr. Parker McGill and 84 yards of running. He's still going to get a good amount. Let's see where they're going to spot this thing. 
He'll still get, still get the yardage, 40, correct, yeah. Mr. Main? Yeah, he'll get to the 15. He'll get to the 50. Okay. That's going to be a big pickup, 34 yards for Parker McGill, and they're going to back him up to the 40. I don't know that I don't run that play again. That was so wide open. Mm-hmm. I don't Little screen. Yeah, just slipped him out the backfield, just nice and quiet, and Chris is calling, and Fortenberry's got one-on-one with number two down here. I, mean, I, I, would... I think that's an athletic matchup right mm-hmm. there. But, yeah, Parker McGill's going to get the football. He's going to go right, go left, and then get across the 40-yard line. Noah Vaughn was on the carry there. Mr. McGill might have had to take a breather there. I was going to say, sorry, <laughs> he had two Raiders on his back. I couldn't see the other yeah. number. And McGill, if he was in there after that long run, that's, that's uh, some big win on that boy. I mean, well, I mean, he's a, he's a man. You yeah. saw him at practice. <laughs> Looks like looks like uh, Noah Vaughn's going to stay in there. Mm-hmm. Maryville's wasting no time in between plays. They're really keeping this uh, this Cleveland team on their feet. They're bringing they're bringing Jackson Phillips in to stack it up. Noah Vaughn's going to be on the right hip pocket, and they're going to fake it to Mr. Vaughn, and he's going to roll out right, unload across the middle, and Daigle's there to get it. He oh no, in and out, no good. Great play by number three. Who is that for Cleveland? Davin Wilson. Daigle had that all the way through. Wilson was just able to get a hand through there and knock it out. And I think it just it lost a little momentum there at the end, and Daigle had to stop. That should be taunting there by number two. He's kind of getting the student section a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah. That, that serves everyone that does it well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, seven to nothing is your score in favor of Maryville. Three minutes, nine seconds to go here in the first half, and a lot of big plays almost has happened in the first half. I'd love to see them burn number two here after he taunts the team like that. Do it again. Do it again. I have Jackson Phillips running across the formation. It's going to be Carson Jones out in the flat, going to deliver to Fortenberry. He's going to get it and get across the 40. Get to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Markel Fortenberry. Bye-bye. Atonement is what you call that. Markel gets the score with three minutes to go in the half, and it is now 13 to nothing, Red Rebels. The Denzo scoreboard just changed classic little hitch and go there what a play a little bit over Markel was able to jump down keep it in stride and he was gone I was I was waving there he was gone that's where length comes in yeah Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give Jude the credit he hadn't crossed the M yet and (laughs) Jude said he's gone so yeah great play right there big pickup there 59 yard reception for Markel Uh, I think he uh he made a lot of the length no good on the extra attempt. Made a lot of length there, but but Corbin Jones' extra point attempt is no good as it doings the uh, the upright. I mean, it's still moving, guys. And uh, man, yeah, yeah. Chris Collin, Jude, mm-hmm. the, Jude jinxed him. Bears fans, beware! They <laughs> missed it off the upright. But Fortenberry, that's where the six four really comes in on that play. They're able to just jump up, grab the ball, and just hit his stride. Well, you know, a lot of people come in with height and they can't use the length. Markel used every bit of that length yep. to get this score to change. 13 to nothing is your score here with three minutes to go in the first half of play. And, man, it's a, it's been a wild and crazy one. All the cleanness that was week number one, uh, we've had a few little mishaps here in week number two, but nonetheless double-digit lead as the Rebels get back out to give it back to the Raiders. Yeah, I think Coach Hunt said on the coaches' show, we don't know if the bye week's going to hurt us or not until later. I might say I'm leaning towards the hurting side here. Maryville's played a little bit sloppy to start, right. but now I think they're really hitting their stride. And If the defense can turn around here, find an answer for Mr. Tito, uh, I think we could really see this game starting to distance itself. That last scoring drop, six plays, 90 yards, two minutes, 33 seconds taken off the clock. Pretty efficient. We are, we are rolling. 
But uh, do you think it's a, it's a, the pooch kick here uh, to kind of get these guys pinned up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I think that's what Coach Hunt loves to do is just get it right down in between the 10 and the, and the goal line there. Here we go. And the kick is away. It's actually going to go straight away. And it's going to be taken at about the 8-yard line. He's going to get up field, get across the 20, cross the 30, uh-huh. cross the 35, and down to the 37-yard line where it will set up first and 10 Blue Raiders. That's a pretty nice return uh, for the Blue Raiders. That's going to be near uh, a 30-yard return, 29 yards on the return, I believe. Yeah, that was a really good uh, really good return there for Cleveland. That's one thing that I thought Maryville struggled with last year was able to contain the uh, the kickoff return, and that's the one thing the teams are going to be able to capitalize this year. Well, I think kicking straight away, you can change that. Yeah. And, and, again, it may have meant to go that way. Still wet conditions uh-huh. as it rained pregame. Tito Boyd in the backfield, two receivers to the left, one to the right. They don't change it up much formation-wise, but let's see if the results change. Number 10 goes into motion. Again, the unnamed receiver. (laughs) Kenzie's going to get it, give it to Tito Boyd. He's going to get across the 37-38, cross the 42-3, up to the 45-yard line. Wow. I mean, five of those seven yards he just got was all Tito Boyd. That's like a Derrick Henry almost comparison there. He was just put his head down and just kept trucking. He runs like Derrick Henry, but looks like Frank Gore. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing dynamic. It really is. And uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if Cleveland can finally kind of break over that barrier and uh, and put some points on the board here. We'll see if that Rebel defense turns them back on their face. Kenzie gets the football, gives it to Tito Boyd. They're going to go a lot of that. And Tito Boyd does get to the edge, and he's going to get right at the sticks. We're going to see if they give him the first down. That's a bad I think spot. they're going to give him the first down, but That's I don't think he got spot. it. No, Athenale was a yard short. They're going to give it to him, though. They're going to give it to him for it's, sure. He's either stretching at the end and we can't mm-hmm. see it, or, yeah, they're they're benevolent. Cleveland, um, two minutes left here in the second half. They're really – they're they're taking their better their sweet time here. I mean, I, I think you need to have a little bit of urgency here. The good thing in for Cleveland, though, if you can score here, you're getting the ball at halftime. So. Here's what's going to happen. I think they're going to run it a couple more times and then try the long bomb. We're going to see what happens here. They're, they actually flip field, got two receivers to the, to the left, one to the right, and then Tito Boy gets the football again, gets near the 50-yard line, and by the time they snap it again, it's going to be a near one minute to go here in the half. 127 and ticking, and nobody's in a hurry to get up. No, I'm not really sure what Cleveland's doing. I guess they're just saying – as long as Maribel doesn't score, that's going to be a W for us. So, uh, Yeah, I think Evan Neal and uh, Isaiah Summer, the two big tackles for, for Cleveland, I think they're sucking wind at the moment. I think they're yeah. getting worked over by the defensive line by Maribel, and I think they're just needing to, needing to breathe a little bit. There's some big boys, too, and they're really, <laughs> they're they're really working hard and opening up these holes from, for Tito. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Number 21, Tate O'Brien moving around for, for Cleveland. Tito's going to get off left tackle, get upfield, and he's going to be downed at about the 47-yard line. Eric Townsend makes another great play to stop Tito short, and uh, Maryville of late seems to have Tito Boyd a little bit figured out. He's uh, not been able to pick up those giant runs like he has been in the past. Third and four, near 30 seconds to go. Not understanding this, Jude. No sense of urgency. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Number two down here says, look, I've got one-on-one with 16. You don't want that, buddy. You don't need that. Uh, Kenzie's with the football, going to move O'Brien across the formation. Tito Boyd in the backfield. Tito's going to get it. Tito's going to get stuffed at the 48-yard line. Going to be about a loss of a half yard on third down. 
12.2 ticks is what remains. And Maryville's going to call a timeout. And it's fourth down. Yeah, they're going to make them punt to them. Why not? Maryville called a timeout here, and uh, they're going to have to punt to Daigle, it looks like. Yeah, they're, I, I think I think Chris is on to something. He's got pump blocks circled on his paper. I think you got to go for it. I think you mm-hmm. push the envelope, you get the issue going. But, man, what what uh, what's the dynamic there? I think there? you send everyone after him. Yeah, for sure. Maribel, they're, uh, they're going to talk this one over. I think they're going to call up their best uh, pump block formation here. And, I mean, you can't take the timeouts with you to the half. So, I mean, why not just go ahead and call it? Yeah, when breaks go your way, score. I mean, that's a, that's a maxim. They're going to take that timeout. The ball's going to sit at the Maribel 47-yard line. So, 53 yards to go till the end zone. But uh, Markel says, I can go 53. I don't know that you don't try that play action one more time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Maribel can have the ball again. But definitely, they've got some compete or some competitors that can really get down there, and they can score if they have the ball in twenty. Really, I mean, we saw McGill run it from there. So, I mean, one of the bigger punters I've ever seen at the high school level, number thirty-five, Jacob Fretwell, a six-six, two hundred forty-pound junior. He's two forty with none of that that equipment. He's a big old boy. He is a big guy. Yeah, that is that is a very uh, interesting kicker there. Normally they're not as uh, tall as that, but hey, more power to you. Let's see. Let's see if his kick goes as high as it goes <laughs> long. I'm I'm afraid he's going to sky this thing. We'll see. Let's see. Looks like they're going to have who they got deep. Is that Daigle deep? Yeah. Daigle is bringing deep. the house. That's going to be a timeout, timeout. Cleveland. A late timeout, too. I don't really know what. <laughs> I think they saw a lot of movement coming, and they knew how, uh, yeah. how aggressive that was going to be. You had the length. Uh, let's see if Fort- Fortenberry was out there. We saw him block kicks in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that guy knows how to get up and get long. But uh, another timeout. Let's take one with him. That's an El Himidor timeout right here. As the clock sits at 12.2 ticks at Maryville High School, your Red Rebels lead 13 to nothing over the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Rebel Radio. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Daigle gets the punt and runs like a rebel from the four-yard line all the way to looks like the 49-yard line of Cleveland as the half's going to come to an end. It wouldn't without Daigle giving it a go to see if he could get to the end zone. Big return for Daigle, but not a chance uh, to put this one uh, one more play deep. So, again, at halftime here at Maryville High School, Jim Renfro Field, Skeeter Shield Stadium, it's your Red Rebels 13, the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders 0 We'll be back in just a minute. You can listen to the Whitlock and Company Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com.
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply equal opportunity employer if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executive associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs remember that no one sells more call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653 or go to dwightprice.com the right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 389-7412. 
Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. And welcome back to Maryville High School, Jim Renfro Field, Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School. You're inside the Whitlock & Company PC halftime show. Jude Ellison, Chris Hips back on the mic, and myself, Wayne Kaiser, to talk a little bit about this first half, guys. Uh, a little a little stressful, a little fun, a little little active, but nonetheless, the Rebels up 13 to nothing, still blanking an opponent that has brought some good firepower to Maryville High School. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this Cleveland team, this is a – Probably the most formidable opponent Maribel has played here in the last little bit. I'm not um, sure it has. Even carrying it over to last season, even. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Honestly, when they had that first couple of drives, I'm like, this looks just like last game. Yeah. And they turned it over just like mm-hmm. they did the last game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, honestly, after that, they kind of went dormant a year ago. This year, uh, they continue to bring some more firepower and other options. They've got a nice receiver and a real good running back yeah. uh, back there. And, and then the quarterback's very smart. Uh, but as we bring Chris back in here, uh, dude, you were you were keeping up with scores. You were you were doing posted the end of quarters on our social media. You were giving us numbers. I mean, Jude, I, I don't know that we could do this without Chris. It, between Chris and Ken, man, we're we're taking care yeah. of up here mm-hmm. for sure. What's up, man? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm just looking at the stats right now. I mean, Tito Boyd, he has 20 runs already in that first half. I know this is like a heavyweight battle, and you want to keep doing body shots, but. I don't understand. You had enough time there to try to, you know, get a touchdown. Why not take an opportunity, you know, maybe score? You're going to get the ball in the second half. I just don't understand Cleveland's play calling there toward the end of the game. Yeah, I think Coach Wheeler, you know, Jude, if you, if you, he's at the halftime questioning that decision. I, I mean, I think yeah. he's got a new OC. He may have been letting him live with it. Uh, but at the same rate, when you come back, uh, Maryville's going to make some adjustments there in the defense, and they're, they're going to have a different look coming at that offense. So I think they had to make it while they had Maryville on the heels, and uh, it, it's going to be different in the second half. Yeah, honestly, what that shows me, I think, is uh, maybe they're not 100% trusting this guy's arm. Uh, you know, he's basically thrown three picks. Two of them were just barely dropped by uh, Mr. Reader, and one was brought down and uh, should have been six, but then was able to get it. But uh, anyway, that's beside the point. But uh, I'm just thinking that they don't really trust the kid, and I think that's why they kind of ran the clock out there. I think they only trust Boyd, and that's about it. Yeah, that that's tough to say, but that's uh, that may be the very much truth for, for the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders. But uh, looking at the first half stats, again, stats provided by Ken Main, and, and man, uh, he takes care of us. He One, he gets us the down and distance each and every time. Time of possession, he does a great job, and then, then provides us little printouts each quarter. So, I mean, you can't – I mean, TSSAA doesn't treat us that good. No. But uh, if you look at it, 13 to nothing's your score on the scoreboard. We know that. The Denzo scoreboard lit up. Uh, but first downs, tied all at eight apiece. Rushing yards, 12 carries for 96 yards for Maribel, 23 carries for 82 yards uh, for Cleveland. They're having to work a little harder for that yardage. Passing yards, 138 for Maribel, 36 for Cleveland. Uh, just a couple big splash plays uh, to be had. Uh, when you look at total offense, 19 plays uh, for 234 yards for Maribel, 29 plays for 118 for Cleveland. Time of possession, the Blue Raiders are eating it up. 15 and a half minutes, they've owned the clock. Eight and a half minutes sit with the Red Rebels. So, uh, guys, it's, it's just one of those nights that uh, – 
you've just got to limit the mistakes from, from what you've seen in the first half and uh, and really make some adjustments. I think Maryville has had the luxury a lot of times of just their adjustments at halftime is who's going to get in the football game and who's going to play. Yeah. I think here in this, this second half here, it's going to be uh, we've got to prove our grit. We've got to, we've got to show up and blow up. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I, my three keys to the game, I mean, ball security was the number one. I mean, with the wet field or with the rain this morning, we knew the ball was going to be hard to catch. Uh, fumble at the beginning of the game by Noah, that kind of set the tone right there. But then they responded well. I mean, leads me to the other one, unleash Parker McGill. I mean, what can we say? He's just – he's a man playing with a bunch of boys out there, and he's hard to bring down. And then to prevent the big plays, minus that one passing play where uh, – Number two got behind our cornerback. I mean, that's really their biggest splash play. So keep the ball in front. Don't give up any more big plays. I, I tell you, you know, you talk about unleashing Parker McGill. He, he's got seven carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. He won Rebel Radio Player of the Game with 10 for 98. Uh, my math serves me that he's got a higher average this week. He's trying to back-to-back this thing. But Markel Fortenberry's pushing the envelope to get his name in that hat. Two catches, 70 yards. Uh, a touchdown with a 59-yard long. Uh, Parker McGill's also got 34 uh, receiving yards, so he is a uh, he is an all-purpose back, if you will. And uh, and, and guys, it's just been a, a stat-heavy uh, first half. But if you look at Cleveland, their their stat leaders, uh, no surprise, Tito Boyd, 20 rushes, 64 yards, a 3.2-yard average. He is grinding for each and every yard he gets. Kenzie Gage Kenzie has one for seven. Uh, number 10, the unknown running back, uh, one for six. Ryan Lovelace, number 29, one for five. So they really don't have a ton of other options besides Mr. Boyd. Uh, and then when you look at the receiving category, only one receiver has actually caught a football. Two receptions for 36 yards for Destin Thomas. He has two catches for 36, and one of those was for 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this uh... – this Maryville team has just really uh, bended a lot on defense, but never broken. And I think that's really been the uh, the story. That's going to be the story of the year, I feel like, and, uh, especially against these teams. I think Cleveland, I doubt that Maryville knew how good they were going to be coming into this game. You know, I mean, Cleveland, uh, very close to scoring twice, but just couldn't couldn't finish it there at the end. But I think I think Coach Hunt spoke to that a little bit in his coaching show, talking about the new OC in D.C., about how they were very multiple differences between week one and week two. And he knew that there was going to be some differences coming into tonight. But they, like you said, bend but don't break is better. I mean, you can give up a ton of yards, and if they don't score any points, it means nothing. It just wastes their own cause. So uh, I like what that's that's prevented, what that's shown. And nonetheless, it, it leads to a 13 nothing shutout uh, by your Red Rebels. But at the half, in the Whitlock and Company PC halftime show, your Red Rebels lead the Cleveland Blue Raiders 13 to nothing. Let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we'll look at scores from around the area, recognize our great sponsors, talk about where you can catch the recap of tonight's game, and then get back to second half action right here, Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. 
Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. <laughs> oh man kick back to the childhood and as chris bobs his head uh we get back to the whitlock and company pc halftime show and jude elson chris hips and myself wayne kaiser talk a little bit of red rebels as they're up 13 to nothing on the visiting cleveland blue raiders six and a half minutes is what stands left guys in the halftime show and uh and chris jump around the area who's uh, who's winning who's losing around the area Okay, so looking at the local teams, uh, Alcoa's up 24 to nothing over Scott. Wow, that's a little closer than I probably gave it credit for. Yeah, I figured Alcoa would probably be up by about 30 by now. But uh, Bradley Central's up 21 to 7 over Heritage. Mm. Here's one of your favorite, Oodawa. Oodawa. Is up 14 to zip over William Bluff. They said, uh, what's his big leg? Joe Matosin. Joe Matosin had a chance for a 61 yard field goal, and it was just wide right. Oh, plenty of leg though, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, Loudon's up 14 to 6 over Bernard. West is up 34 to zip over Carnes. Your Granger boys are down 8 to 19 right now to Sullivan South. Man. Uh, the <laughs> other big game we were looking at, Morristown West, they're up 7 to zip over Jefferson County. And Dobbins Bennett is up 19 to zip against Bearden, who Be- we'll be seeing. Yeah, they're opening their season tonight. So that's that's their first matchup of 2020. And uh, so it looks like they're in a little bit of a hole. There's there's also a pretty good game, Sevier County and, and Central. Uh, I'd say Central is going to probably handle that game pretty well. But uh, uh, Sevier County came into it 2-0 and nonetheless. Uh, but uh, but guys, let's uh, let's run a little bit down these great sponsors that's that's kind of kept this thing going and gotten us on the air. Uh, you're of course listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Uh, Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot in Alcoa is providing our press box food. And guys, um, what can you what can you say about what they brought to the table today? Uh, had the Rebel Burger, of course, which is a staple uh, in the press box food here. Yes. Uh, but also they gave us the the, the classic. 
which was the Jude Ellison special today. He, he went the classic with cheese. Uh, I did the um, fish. What did I do? The fish sandwich. And the fish sandwich. It was pretty epic. That's it true. was epic. It was uh, yeah. Anyway, I about had a really bad. It told. It would have told my age the reference I was about to use. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, they've got great stuff. They've got Philly wraps. They've got a rivalry wrap, which buffalo chicken tenders, banana peppers, lettuce, tomato, pepper jack cheese, uh, all for about eight bucks. Man, you just can't beat it. Again, on Wright Road in Alcoa, check them out. The right spot. Uh, but they also have cake of the day, which was banana nut and lemon pound cake just the other day. Uh, would recommend both of those. Uh, but uh, a great spot there in Alcoa. So check them out. The right spot on Wright Road. Volunteer Home Mortgage, Lee Franks and the group over there do a great job with home mortgages, and they can help you as well. Again, Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, a great sponsor both years uh, here with Rebel Radio. Uh, Whitlock & Company PC, again, that's what you're listening to, the Whitlock & Company PC halftime show. Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20, again, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey Treasurer, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Denso Manufacturing, El Himidor Mexican Grill, Common Sense Pest Control, Everything Orthodontics, and WKBL's Morning Show, The Grind. That's the sponsors there uh, for Rebel Radio and how we're looking to expand what is, uh, what is getting these games on the radio. But, guys, with three minutes, 12 seconds to go until the second half comes, the dance team is out on the football field. But what are the keys to the second half? I think we've looked at this thing, and uh, defensively, I think Jude's comments are great. Bend but don't break. Uh, but then in the second half, I think offensively, uh, there's there's plenty of options left to go with. Uh, I think Parker McGill is going to be the slow and steady. Um, but then where can you go? Do you do you continue to throw to Parker McGill? Do you try to get Nick Daigle involved uh, or Chris? Do you do you uh, do you just stay with the what, what's working and, and get to Mr. Parker McGill? I mean, if I'm going to be the offensive coordinator, I'm going to go back to that hitch and go. I mean, uh, Markel Fortenberry's been open across the middle multiple times. Um, great catch. I mean. What did we say? He used every inch he had to make that catch. I mean, but it was there. There was nobody around him. And once he called it, he was gone. Also, like you said, Nick Daigle, he had a great chance for a touchdown himself. Just slipped through his hands. Maybe give him another opportunity, too. I mean, dude, you look at this thing. I think you, you, you move a couple plays. You don't fumble the football down here. Nick Daigle catches that football. It's it's 27. I'm just going to continue to count that missed extra point. It's 27. I mean, yeah. you're, you're looking at a different ball game, 27 to nothing, with the first score of the second half getting this clock moving. So, what, what do you what do you think are the keys here in the second half? I think the keys are don't don't uh, don't make any more turnovers. I think if Maribel can uh, keep the turnovers off, I think Maribel, to be uh, quite frank, has already won the game here. I just really don't see Cleveland scoring twice. Um, I think they could maybe score once, but I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna score twice before Maribel can score again. So I think Maribel has already won it. But I think this is a great test heading into the alcohol week. Oh wow! Jude's calling his shot. He says yeah. thirteen to nothing. Thirteen think, to nothing is enough. I think. I think. I, I think Cleveland might score late, like on the second or third string. But I think. I don't think they'll score on the first string more than. 30. I think that last drive. I mean, must have just showed us what they were already going to do. I mean, I think they figured it out too, though. Yeah. They were not going to try to even throw it again. I mean, they ran it four straight times and just. Travis Reader wanted them to throw it again. Yeah. yeah. He wanted that fourth opportunity. Travis said, let me get that second pick. <laughs> As the Red Rebels get back on the field and try to stretch it out, Cleveland's just now making their way a minute to go till the second half starts. But, but guys, let's, let's give the listeners a little bit of opportunity uh, to tell you how you can catch this thing uh, in the uh, if you missed the game so far. If you want to hear what happened in the first half and you're just now tuning in, uh, you can follow us on WGAP uh, Rebel Radio on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, 
Uh, and of course, we will we will put out the podcast version of this broadcast uh, by noon tomorrow. Again, we want to we want to edit it and clean it up a little bit for you, but we will have that out by noon tomorrow. Again, you can go. Uh, we will give directions via social media on how to get to that. But again, Rebel Radio on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and you can catch up to date. Uh, links and different things for Maryville High School football, the broadcast, and uh, maybe even a Jude Ellison Fam Club. We'll uh, we'll put that out there. But uh, Jude is going to uh, take his refreshments and put them in the trash can. So, uh, Chris, jump back on here. Um, how, how long do you think it takes? Because uh, Cleveland's going to get the football, and and I think this is going to be this is the litmus test for Cleveland right here. If they don't score right here, is it the nail in the coffin, or do you guys think it's already there? I think the nail in the coffin's already there, but I think if Maryville can just go down and score, I could see uh, just bending and breaking uh, Cleveland and probably floodgates maybe in the second half for the Maryville offense. Maybe, maybe. It looks like they're going to extend this as the clock's hit zero and Cleveland's still warming up. They're probably going to extend this halftime. Looks like they put three more minutes on it, though. But, uh, but Jude, what? Uh, I guess I guess it's probably a good time for one more break. You want to? Yeah, I guess so. Let's take one more break. You've listened to the Whitlock & Company PC Halftime Show. Again, we want to thank all the sponsors that make this thing happen, but you will have second half action when we come back. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Rebels are going to come back and fight, and with 30 seconds to go here in the halftime, uh, it's it's the Rebels on the sideline, and they're talking it up. They've got a kick to these Cleveland Blue Raiders, Jude Ellison, and, and man, uh, it's time to kick off some second-half action. Two scores of interest at the half, Knox Central 21 to nothing over Severe, and Science Hill over Hardin Valley 19-14. to Pretty tight matchup there uh, with Science Hill and Hardin Valley, but uh, 
Jude Ellison, man, it's second half action right here, Rebel Radio. Yeah, I think this is going to be probably one of the most important drives of the uh, of the game here for Cleveland. I think they really got to come out here and at least move the ball really well, if not score. Uh, you'd obviously like to see a score, but uh, just on that last possession, couldn't get the ball moving whatsoever. So uh, we'll see here if uh, if uh, Cleveland can kind of turn the tide a little bit and start to get some positive yardage. Yeah, and I think it's going to have to come through the throw game because I think I think as you look at it, uh, they've not had very much success with that. Travis Reeder has been, uh, uh, and Chris may have just got the player of the game. Chris uh, gets the player of the game for looking up with the, the... He just delivered us a cookie, <laughs> and I mean, you know how cookies change things. From but, Chick-fil-A, no less. <laughs> no less. But as, uh, as Corbin Price lines up to kick this one away, uh, we're enthralled with a cookie. Corbin Price stands at his own 30-yard line, going to get across the 35, kick this one away, and it's second-half action here for Maryville High School. He's going to take it at the goal line and bring wow. it back out. He probably should have been He probably should have been down inside, but he's going to get wide, get to the 20, get to the 30, cut back he's field, he's got and it. he might go. He's going to get across midfield to the 40, to one the 35, to 30, one guy to beat. DJ Burks got, got him. Oh, but there's a little flag down there. Mr. Birchfield's pointing. Pointing to it, yeah. Lou's kind of giving him a little uh, hand motion there. Back, he's saying, "This one's coming back, boys." Yeah, coming on back. The the flag sits at the twenty yard line, and I think that's a marker of where that will be assessed. Yeah, I mean, you he he broke away there really well, and that's what we were saying earlier in the broadcast that that could haunt him. But uh, this time it's going to come back. So uh, who was? What was that number? Number nine, I believe. I mean, I feel like you need to put tags on that kid. Clay he McGowan. was rolling. Yeah, he needs to get ready. He maybe needs to get that little "Don't tread on me" tag that I got. <laughs> Clay McGowan, McGowan, wide receiver, six three, one seventy, senior, and he was off to the races. But a push in the back is what opened the hole, and uh, he will go back to that very spot, uh, marking it off from the twenty, and it is going to step all the way back inside the ten, just right on the nose at the ten yard line. It's going to set up first and ten, Blue Raiders. Uh, with their goal line to their back. Yeah, Oakland, I mean, excuse me. I'm already thinking ahead. Uh, Cleveland. ahead. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland, um, you know what I mean? They were really going to set up pretty nice and pretty. Now they're going to have to go 90 yards here, so let's see what they can do. Tito Boyd in the backfield. They're moving the receiver left to right across the formation. Two receivers to the right, one to the left, and it's Tito Boyd. He gets across the 10-yard line, up across the 13 to the 14-yard line, Pick up a four on first down, and uh, and and honestly, a a different looking defensive front is they knew where Boyd was. Yeah, Thomas Roberts there made the tackle, and that's what we've seen these last two possessions. Maryville's really figured out how to stop uh, Tito, and I think that Cleveland's going to have to start throwing the ball as much as they maybe are uh, reluctant to do so, throwing over to there to Travis Reader, who's really put the clamps down on number two there for Cleveland. But uh, yeah, I don't we'll see if they venture to the air again. Where's Reader at? I'm Reader's down oh, here at the bottom, goes. yeah, on the twenty. They I mean, that shows you how much respect they're they're letting him go one on one with this uh with Deshaun this, uh, Thomas or whatever. Looks like is. they're gonna try to throw it. The heat comes on Kinsey and he has to get rid of it. Gets it to number two, Destin Thomas, and he's gonna be at the twenty two yard line. It's gonna be a big pickup for the Blue Raiders and enough to move the chains. First and ten Blue Raiders. Yeah, that was just a broken down play there. Credit the quarterback for being able to slip away. And uh, credit Mr. Thomas there to come back, know, what, know what's going on, and uh, and get the ball. That is a pickup of eight. 
uh, for, for the Blue Raiders and enough for a first down ball on the 22. Ten and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Your Rebels lead 13 to nothing. Looks like Tito Boyd is not going to be in the football game. Probably the first time all night. They're going to give it to the backup from Boyd, number 11, Markel McKinley, and he does not have the same result. He's going to get caught for about a one-yard loss. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a nice play by the Rebel defense, but a, uh, a telling point of the backfield for the Blue Raiders. Eric Townsend, we've said his, his name a lot tonight, and he was in on the tackle there. Uh, he's playing middle linebacker kind of in this little uh, 4-3 that they've got going on, and a uh, way to step up and make the play. Looks like they're going to run two receivers to the right, one to the left, and have McKinley stay in there in the backfield. Stack set number 21 is going to be on the left side of the line. He's going to jump out in the slot position. They're going to change the play just a touch. Looks like Kenzie's going to change the play to McKinley. He's going to run him out in the flat. Going to be the pitch out to McKinney. And looks like there's going to be a timeout Cleveland. He didn't like what he was going to see. Coach Wheeler says, I'm not going to do that. Uh, looks like Tito Boyd may be on the training table on Cleveland's sideline getting looked at. That is not a good thing. For, yeah, I see him. He's down looking like he's uh, getting stretched out. Look like they're working on a calf or an ankle. I can't really tell from this far away. But, yeah, that's a big that's a big developing storyline here. Is, uh, Tito has checked out of the game. With him, with him laying on his belly, either this timeout he didn't like what he mm-hmm. saw or he's given a little bit of time for Tito to yeah, get worked on. Yeah, either one. Uh, but I think with him laying down, it's, it, I think mm-hmm. it's – it's it's either hamstring or, or calf, yeah. And I, I think I think Chris is on with it. He thinks it's hamstring as they're laying him on the turf. And you hope it's nothing too serious because honestly, he's been fun to watch tonight. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him he, back in here. He's a full head of steam, and yeah, he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he in our in our books, he's got the wrong uniform on. Yeah. But uh, for the Cleveland faithful, they they love Tito Boyd. So I, I hope it's not anything serious. Uh, but uh, he is over on the training table getting worked on. But uh, as the timeout sits, you see a lot of people talking, a lot of building up. Uh, for the the Maryville team, I think you talk about Travis Reeder. They've they've continued to run the football for Cleveland. I think they're 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 really giving those DBs some mm-hmm. looks and saying, "You guys better be ready." Yeah. Because I think it's coming, and mm-hmm. and I think the little dump off to number twenty uh, was or to number two. Yeah. That was a uh, that's a telltale sign. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to that. They're going to see that that's open a little dink dunk for eight yards. So I think as Cleveland comes back out here, you got to be ready for the throw. Yeah, I really do think so, and. Uh... That's one thing that's really been missing from this Cleveland offense that they've been able to pick up consistent yardage with. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see. DJ Burks, Nick Daigle is going to be the backside help. And uh, Kenzie and McKinney is going to be in there. He's going to roll back and look to unload it. What did I say? There's the throw. And it looks like wide receiver turned DB. How's that not offensive pass interference? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see the ball hit the ground, so I thought that, uh, that Merrill might have picked it up. But Thomas Fry. Yeah, double coverage there. I mean, not a not a smart decision. As T. Fry was in on there, and I, I believe number yeah. 22, uh, Eric Townsend, all the way from linebacker, came in there. But I don't know how that wasn't offensive pass L- interference. Literally, Destin Thomas turned wide receiver DB. He was on the back of number 14 uh, yeah. for, for Maryville and really was uh, Thomas Fry and was wearing him like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Coach Hunt's uh, telling the ref that uh, he might yeah. have saw something that they didn't. But anyway, Kenzie's got McKinney in the backfield. Tito Boyd still on the sideline as they move some motion across the formation. They're a different-looking team without him in there. And we'll see if they can get on on up the field. Third and 11 right here. They're going to deliver it to number 10 and up the field. He gets to the 23, 24, 
down to the 25-yard line. That's going to set up a long fourth down, and I think the punt unit comes on. Yeah, that's uh, that's very unfortunate for Cleveland. It's like we said earlier, that this was really the possession that they wanted to turn around and uh, couldn't do so. Now the uh, the six six uh, punter will come out here. Let's see, let's see him booted away. Let's see if Daigle or excuse me, DJ Burks in. Right now, let's see if he can't take this one back. I ain't going to lie. I'd, I'd give this cat some up and outs on, on offense. I'd just run him 10 yards and yeah. cut and see if he can catch. But nonetheless, 6'6 six, six punter out here. D.J. Burke standing on the M to, to receive the punt, and he kicks this thing away. Ooh. Long line drive end over end. Gets across the 40. D.J. wants it. He's going to go back and retreat and get out of the way, and they're going to down it at the 30. Two-yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to set up first and ten. Red Rebels. Eight minutes, thirty-three seconds to go here in the third. Thirteen to nothing. Still your score in favor of the homestanding Red Rebels. Uh, I think the defense got to feel good about that. Yeah, I think that's a great, great position there for the for the defense there. And, uh, and I'm glad uh, the bumper music yeah. is making a making some tennis, progress. My tennis coach is out there lo- loving the bumper music, loving some T Pain. Nonetheless, 8.33 to go, 13 to nothing your score, and Maryville with their first attempt here in the second half to score. Carson Jones, Parker McGill in the backfield, trips left, one to the right. Parker McGill goes to trip side. He's going to get up to the 35, spin move, get to the 39, and down to the 40-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of eight on first down for Mr. McGill, Mr. Dependable, and set up second and two uh, here in the first possession for Maryville the second half. A lot of things changed here as we moved into the, uh, I mean, the second half. One thing that didn't change is McGill being able to run the ball for positive yardage every time he touches the ball. Yeah, RB1 for Maryville is good. Uh, Carson Jones gives it to him again. He gets across the 45 to the 50 to the 45-40 and inside the 37-yard line for a big Red Rebel first down. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. I don't think they have an answer for McGill right now. He's same as last time that these two teams faced. McGill was just able to just outrun these folks. And, uh, I mean, it's I don't know a team in the state that's going to be able to contain Parker as well as this team. Or right. as well, or and what I'm seeing teams. here, what I'm seeing here, Jude, is Maryville saying, you're going to take it. Yeah. We're going to give it to 24, and we're going to run it until you stop us. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't all Parker. Parker fake right here. He rolls out to the flat, gives it to Jackson Phillips. Jackson gets across the 30 and up to the 25, inside the 24 to the 23 for another Red Rebel first down. That's Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That's what you get when you give it to Parker. They had to sell out the play-action biddle, and then they got Jackson in the flat. Yeah, that was just uh, – I think that, uh, Cleveland was thinking what you were doing. Uh, this is probably going to go to Parker, and they were wrong. And uh, – Got a little bit beat there, and then Maribel's moving the ball really well right you now. You see this? Carson Jones out of the football <laughs> game. Got some Wildcat in there. Mm. Looks like you've got and, D.J. Burke. And, and he can throw out of this. And Parker McGill in the backfield. They're going to fake it to Parker. D.J. goes straight ahead. No goes to the left. He's going to get 20, 15 switch hands, get 15 cutback, cross the 10, uh-huh. spin move, 10, 4. Wow. Inside the 10, up to the 5, inside the 4, where it'll be first and goal, Red Rebels. Man. D.J. Burks is just a, a rolling man. He comes out of the game. They get Carson back in there, but uh, they're going to get this thing up and at it quick. Fortenberry and Daigle's up top, and they have nobody on them at the moment. 6.40 to go, 13 to nothing, first and goal, Red Rebels. Parker McGill gets the football. He goes 4-3-2-1. Touchdown, Rebels. Yeah, Cleveland's looking really gassed right now. They just have no answer for anybody here on this Maryville team. 
I'll tell you this, six and a half minutes to go. Got to go back and give some credit. The red zone, the common sense pest control red zone just got blazed by the Red Rebels as, as Parker McGill, DJ Burke, and company blaze through the red zone and get to their end zone. 19 to nothing, your score. Corbin Price lines this one up. The kick is in, the hold is down, and it is good. And the new score is the Denzo scoreboard just changed. Your Maryville Red Rebels 20. The visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders zero. Let's take a break. You're listening to Red Rebel Football on Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice. Give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Where to break that? Parker McGill don't have any breaks. Parker McGill got in that end zone. And, man, uh, a man possessed as he runs to a 20 to nothing score here at Jim Renfro Field. Six and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. That's probably the best news for Cleveland uh, here in the second half. Tito Boyd's out on special teams uh, to do some work. Uh, they, they cough and kick this kick, and Cleveland receives it and gets across midfield. Not the best of coverage there uh, for the Rebel uh, special teams as the Cleveland Blue Raiders will take over at midfield. Jonathan Hilaris there with the, a good reception there. Most people just kind of fall down. He was able to make a cut and uh, get some really good yardage. Maryville special teams here, uh, not the best so far as a missed field goal and then a, uh, a lot of yardage that Cleveland's been able to get off the return. And, and just to be fair, I mean, that expectation is very high, but, but that's, uh, that's normally something that you can't run under and take off, and they were able to do that uh, on that one. But Kenzie's in there in shotgun, two receivers left, two to the right. Tito Boyd in there to block, and they throw the football over in the flat to number nine, uh, one of their big, uh, one of their big targets in Clay McGowan, and uh, Lou Birchfield upends him and makes him land on his shoulders. Lou sent him into orbit. He was spinning up there, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was either he was either in orbit or a washing machine, but nonetheless, spin cycle was on. Yeah, one of the first passing plays here for a while there for Cleveland, uh, a true passing play that didn't break down. So. Uh, Maybe they're going to go more to it. I think these short passes work for them. I think the longer passes, the more it's going to get picked off. I think they, they let Tito hang out in the first play, but this one goes to him. Big man gets the football. He gets to the 45 stutter steps, get across the 40 spin move inside the 38, 37, and he just continues to push, but he's going to be down at the 37-yard line. Pick up of eight on the play and, uh, and uh, a big gainer and a first down for Cleveland inside Maryville territory. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland – they're starting. I think we figured out uh, throughout this that Tito Boys needs to be on the field for them to be able to move the ball really well here. And uh, he gets back on the field and 
he's able to make a few moves and uh, get get some big first downs here for them. Yeah, he's a running back, what I would call a box builder, because you got to keep guys in there to build uh, to protect him. Once they had number 11 in there, I think you could bring some pressure. But as Kenzie gets the shotgun snap, he kind of play actions and unloads, and it's going to be long. The closest receiver was number 14, Thomas <laughs> Fry, for, for Maryville. Uh, but nonetheless was unable to get it uh, over through everybody, uh, nearly hit the ambulance. Yeah, Thomas T. Fry out there. Uh, he was having a little bit of trouble early in the game, but now he's uh, he's really gotten into it. And uh, just I think when this quarterback's throwing more than 10, 15 yards, he's really inaccurate. And uh, they're playing with fire every time he puts that ball in the air. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just, you know, Tito Boyd uh, is such a, a power guy. They don't probably have a ton of experience yeah. throwing this football because Tito's going to run over oh, a lot of I'd people. I'd give it to Tito every play if I could. But Kenzie's in there, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Tito in the back pocket. And they're going to give it to the big guy. He goes to the left-hand side, and he is not getting much room. He gets about a yard and a half, and he is swarmed up by the Maryville defense. Lou Birchfield over there with him, and just a host of Red Rebels. Yeah, so, I mean, just a great play by Lou and company. I mean, Lou lined up on the opposite side of the field, but he was able to make a few moves and get over there and take him down. And a great play there by Mr. Birchfield. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to look to the sideline, looks like. I don't see Tito in there at the moment. Very surprising. Look here on a big third down. You'd, you'd expect him to be in here, and I don't I don't see him on the sideline to see if he's getting any work done or anything, but maybe this is four-down territory. You don't need him in. Third and eighth. They're going to move uh, number two across the formation. Kenzie's going to be back by himself. Deliver on the flat to number 10, and he is swarmed up by Lou Birchfield, but pushes ahead and gets to about the 32-yard line. Yeah. Uh, where he'll be stopped after a three-yard gain. So it's going to be about fourth and five. Uh, I think it's no man's land. I think yeah, Cleveland's got to go here. here. Down by 20. Uh, you can't give the ball back to Maryville. You can expect them to score. I think you've got to stay out there. Yeah, third-down uh, conversions, they're, they're only two of seven. They yeah. have literally – if you can get them to third, you can get them mm -hmm. off. And, and Tito's the, not out there either. Yeah, fourth-down conversions, they're one of two. But, yeah, Tito not out here. That I think that speaks bigger mm -hmm. than them going right here. And they're going to – Nope, I thought they were going to call a timeout, maybe not. I'd say they throw to the left-hand side. Kenzie's looking left, throwing left, and he overthrows number 10, and it's going to be a turnover on yep. downs. A little a little uh, uh, gasp of effort there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was well thought out, and, uh, and Cleveland turns it over nonetheless. So turnover on downs, and the Red Rebels will take over on their own 32-yard line. I mean, I think they had it there. I think they had the first down just uh, was out, outside of number 10's hands there and just couldn't rail it down. Absolutely, absolutely. As Carson Jones wastes no time getting out there, he doesn't have Parker McGill with him, but he has Noah Vaughn. Two receivers to the, to the right, one to the left, moving Parker or Jackson Phillips across the, the formation. Noah Vaughn's going to split the, the offensive line. He's going to get across the 40 to the 45, cross midfield, and down to the 46-yard line. I ain't going to lie. He, he literally got those last four yards completely horizontal. Yes, yeah. He, he flew to that yeah. one. He turned into Superman there. He put on the cape and picked up a lot of yardage there. 22 yards on the play, uh, and really uh, Noah Vaughn made the gap at the offensive line and never looked back. Yeah, I mean, just when you think McGill is the is the premier back, here comes Vaughn and there's picks always up a nice yards. There's always the next man. There's isn't there? always the next man. Uh, as Noah Vaughn sits to the right hip pocket, uh, two receivers to the left, two to the right. Back to Mr. Vaughn. He's going to get across the 45, cross the 42, and down right there at the 42-yard line. Pick up a five on first down 
Again, that was the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. It's going to bring up second and five. Yeah, second and five here for Maryville. They're really moving on all cylinders here. Carson Jones just poised in the pocket, giving really good deliveries. Uh, just one mishap early in the early in the uh, early in the game, and other than that, Maryville's really played mistake-free ball here. Absolutely, absolutely. They're going to flip Noah Vaughn to the left hip pocket, and Carson Jones looks to unload it. He wants Daigle, wants him bad, uh, but he overthrows number six. I want to say there was a push in the back there by number yeah. two, uh, but no call. Yeah, but I just think that was uncatchable. Yeah, I agree yeah. with Mr. Man there. Well, hey, when you got Daigle out there, I don't know if there's anything uncatchable. <laughs> That's true. Mr. Daigle, uh, he gets the balls down, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. He's got some. He's got hops. Yeah, and Coach Hunt's letting him know that he thinks, and I think I think they're saying uncatchable. Yeah, so. Yeah, questionable yeah. to say the least. But nonetheless, they're not going to waste any time. Get the guys out there again. Two receivers to the left, two to the right, and uh, going to stick with. Uh, looks like they're going to stick with Noah Vaughn to the left side of Carson Jones. Shotgun snap. He's going to get the high snap. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to go across 40, 35, get up to the 30, break loose, and get in the tied the 25-yard line. And, man, they're going to call him down at the 26, but I think he got to the 25. But huge run by Carson Jones. Chris called that a little bit earlier. If he keeps it, he's got room to move. Yeah, and Aaron Jones, number eight there, the uh, the defensive back was able to, to wrangle him in there and a uh, good tackle by him. 16 yards. 16 yards on on the run there for Carson Jones. Big pickup. And he's not necessarily, uh, like, quick as if we're saying Noah Vaughn or Parker McGill, but he made a great play, made some good cuts, and was able to get upfield with some good blocking. He's very Josh Dobbs-ish. Doesn't look fast, but he keeps moving. Yeah. Parker McGill back in the football game. He's back there with Carson Jones, and he will get it. He's going to get to the 25, 23-22, and down to the 21-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of five on first down. And uh, bring up second and five. Yeah, second and five here. As uh, looks like number tw- they're going to run in number 27. That is uh, Keyshawn Harper into the game to give a little extra blocking. I think he'll function kind of like what we saw Dr. Berto last year, a good blocker. Yeah, I like how they stack up. They stack up on the right side, have Parker McGill to the right side, and they're going to give it to Parker, and he's going to go right behind him. He's going to get across the 20 to about the 19-yard line and a arm tackle away from six, but nonetheless, Cleveland gets him down. Great tackle right there by the Cleveland defender. Didn't get the number, but uh, Parker was one shot away uh, from hitting the end zone. Yeah, that would be number four to Sean Boyd, but I agree. Touchdown saving play there is it'll probably be the last play of the third quarter. Yeah, 32 ticks is all that remain in the third here. Carson Jones wants to get one more off. He rolls left, looking to throw, dumps it over to Markel Fortenberry, 10 and inside the five, and he's going to be down at the four-yard line. There's a flag on the play. I'm not. Flag. I don't know if Markell pushed off. What the call is no, going to be? No, it's going to be something happened on the line. Uh, Keyshawn ended up on the ground. I'm not really sure. Holding. Interesting. Really. But what a what a kind of a weird play. It was like Markell was frozen, then he just jumped up right as the ball was there. It was kind of just an odd, odd play all around. I felt like. <laughs> right. Any 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 smooth uh, any. What we missed week one, we're getting here in week number two. A little bit of disjointed effort yeah. here, but nonetheless, a positive yardage. But as they back up, the, the, the play will sit. It will be third and a long ways mm-hmm. uh, here from the 32-yard line. It's going to be about, what's that, third and 16? Third and 16 ball on the 32-yard line. It's going to be Carson Jones and Parker McGill in the backfield. Nick Daigle to the right. 
and it's going to be Parker, or it's going to be Markel Fortenberry and number 12, Carson Jones, uh, to the left. But it looks like they're going to let this clock go 2-1-0, and the third quarter has come to an end. And your score at the end of three, 20 for the homestanding Rebels and zero for the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders. Let's take a break and listen to our fine sponsors as we enter the fourth quarter. The Rebels are a 20-point leader here at home. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WKVL or WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. tell you, Coach Hunt's going to want it all. He's going to want a lot of talk and a lot of explanation as there's been some miscues tonight uh, that will have to be discussed uh, in the, in this week to come. But with 12 minutes to go, start of the fourth quarter here, Rebel Radio, your Red Rebels are up 20 to nothing over the visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders. Jude Ellison, I'm Wayne Kaiser. Uh, fourth quarter action, Jude, what's been a, a uh, whole ball of wax here mm-hmm. uh, here at Maryville High School as this game has been anything but predictable. Yeah. And the Red Rebels have seen a, a, an opponent that had something in the tank, but they're still up 20 to nothing. Yeah, I think if you would have told me Maryville would have stayed under 21 points in the first half, let alone through three quarters, I wouldn't have hardly believed you, but that's the case here. And uh, Maryville looking to add on here with third down and long. I tell you, and they're they're continuing to rack up yardage, and they just want to get to the end zone. Uh, it's third and 16 from the 32-yard line. I think this is two two downs. I think you try to go on fourth here because it's a little bit of no man's land, but I'm just interested in what you try on down number one. Got D.J. Burks in there in, in the Rhino Wildcat package. Got Parker McGill with him, and they're going to give it to Parker. Parker's going to get left, get back upfield, and he's going to go across the 26-yard line into – the 25, and they're going to get him down to the 24-yard line. Parker McGill keeps the legs churning and gets every yard he can. So that's going to be an eight-yard pickup on third down and bring up fourth and eight from the far hash mark, 24-yard line. Yeah, Cleveland, uh, they didn't play to the whistle, and they let Parker get a few extra yards there and uh, made it made it a little bit fourth down, a little bit more manageable than uh, than what the original spot was. Carson Jones back out there at quarterback, gets the play in. Got Daigle to the left, got Markel Fortenberry and Carson Jones uh, to the right-hand side. Got Jackson Phillips in the slot. Parker McGill's going to stay up and block. Carson Jones wants to throw it, and he's got a Daigle over there open, but overthrows him at the 10-yard line. Would have been enough for a first down, but nonetheless, a turnover, an, uh, a very rare turnover for the Maryville offense, and Cleveland takes over at the 24-yard line. Yeah, Maryville just, uh, they had it, uh, just got a little bit happy, I think, just overthrew him just a little bit, and uh, that's really been the kind of the, the mantra of the game. They've been in position to make plays, but just a few plays haven't gone Maryville's way, and that's the reason the score is only 20-0 to zero today. Yeah, and as, as Cleveland comes back out, no Tito Boyd. Uh, hmm. Again, no, not sure where this is. This is still a three-score game, and they've, uh, they've almost swat-towed this thing. 
Kenzie in there with McKinney in the backfield. Uh, two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're going to give it to McKinney. He's going to run to the right-hand side and actually break some tackles yeah. and get across the 30-yard line. They're going to give him uh, the forward progress to the, what, the 34, mm-hmm. 33-yard 33 line. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've got some big tackles down there. 67, what do they have him listed at? 66, 310, and then they have another kid here. Uh, and he's a backup. Yeah. 57's the starter. Mm-hmm. This is just – there's some big boys down here for Cleveland, and they're able to just uh, move around this Maribel defensive line. But the thing is the linebackers have really been able to step up for Maribel and make a lot of good plays with uh, Lou Birchfield and company. I think Lou Birchfield, Thomas Fry being back, yeah. has been great. And then the, the step up of, of – of Travis Reeder. I mean, that's been something else. Kenzie delivers over in the flat, and then number 10 tries to run before he has it. Yep. It falls incomplete. Third third and nine to go. The mysterious think, number 10. Yeah, I think that was wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it is now third and one. Yeah. They moved the to-go number as I looked up there, but third and one to go. Ball on the 33-yard line. Cleveland uh, trying to see if they can get something going here with no Tito Boyd. And, again, it's like a light switch when Tito's not in the football game. The dynamics just go away from this offense. Kenzie takes the snap, gives it to McKinney. McKinney runs to the right side behind that tackle and gets the first down and more, gets upfield to the 44-yard line. Yeah, he's kind of like the Noah Vaughn on their team, just really quick, really elusive. And uh, he's going to make you pay if you let him see green grass in front of him. And, and absolutely, I think he's just he's a little quicker than Tito from a, just a straight-ahead speed, yeah. but he's not the power guy, but he, he's the angles are different. So you, yeah. you just got to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be first and 10 Cleveland, 11 minutes to go here in this football game. Ball on the 44-yard line. The Rebels lead this thing 20 to nothing. Again, you're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maribel Game of the Week, and a lot of great sponsors have made this happen. Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot in Alcoa. Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage, Whitlock & Company, PC. Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20. The right price of realty executives. Denso Manufacturing, El Himidor, Common Sense Pest, Everting Orthodontics, and WKVL's morning show, The Grind. And I don't know what they're doing. They're just mm-hmm. kind of chilling this thing out. The clock is not moving. Looks like there's some clock issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like they maybe got unplugged or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, it looks like the, uh, the the clicker here got unplugged. So so, <laughs> the clicker got unplugged. Yeah, see, this guy down here is uh, working it. Yeah, they're having Coach Rob come down here and look at the outlet. There we go. Clock's running now. Well, that's important. That's important. 11.01 is what sits there, and they're actually going to come to the sideline uh, while they work on this clock. Let's take a break with them. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming WGAPradio.com. We'll be back, and hopefully this clock keeps on moving. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee, for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
I'll tell you, number 11 right there wasn't invincible as Cleveland gets back to play. Number 11 goes around right in and gets stood up after a one-yard gain. You're listening to Rebel Radio. It's second and eight for the Cleveland Blue Raiders. Ball on their own 44-yard line. Ten minutes to go here in the matchup. As Kinsey goes right to left. He's got He's going to get picked off by D.J. Burks. He gets across the 50-yard line to the 40, gets to the 30, and steps out of bounds. Looks like at the 32-yard line. But there was a lot of green grass ahead of D.J. Should he have stayed in bounds? Mm -hmm. I think 75 just was able to use his his 330 pounds to kind of force him out. Absolutely. But Cleveland was was in a nice spot. I thought they had to go away from the run game. They did that. But they went right to D.J. Burks. He gets the pick and returns it nicely for the Red Rebels. Honestly, eerily, they're setting up right where their last drive left off. Yeah, I mean, Maribel, and I doubt they'll, left, they'll uh, let up any here as they've got all the starters still in. And, yeah, I, I think this yeah. is a big dose of run game right here. Jackson mm-hmm. Phillips goes right to left across formation. Here comes Parker McGill. He's going to go right behind blockers, get across the 30 to the 20 to the 15 and inside to the 14-yard line is Parker McGill. Huge run through a small hole for Mr. 24, Mr. Dependable, Parker yep. McGill. McGill's having himself a really nice game tonight. Uh, his second really good game against Cleveland. And uh, yeah. as uh, he's just been able to pick up first down after first down. He just crossed last year's uh, total, as now he has 13 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Ten and a half yard average. And he's looking for this third touchdown. Yeah, he sure is. Carson Jones going to fake it to him again, give it in the flat to Jackson Phillips. He's going to go wide, get to the 10, inside the 9, to the 8-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of six on first down. That was the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and he's inside the common sense pest control red zone. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of good plays here for Maribels. They're just going to keep milking this clock here. There's only nine minutes left in the contest, but... Uh, Maribel's really, uh, really turned it around here and uh, gotten a lot of good possessions here of late. Oh, absolutely! I can't, I can't, couldn't have said it better myself. As Carson Jones is going to sit there, get the play from Coach Hunt, change a little bit at the at the line, and he's got Noah Vaughn in the backfield to his right pocket. Two receivers to the left. They're going to give it to Noah Vaughn straight up the middle. Five, four, three, two, one. You got it. Touchdown, Rebels! There you go, Noah Vaughn was able to just sneak in there and uh, just put the ball right across the goal line. Yeah, love what love what Noah can do, man. He's he's Alvin Kamara to this this power running game, and uh, and he's able to get a lot of things going for this team. Yeah, I Noah mean, just Vaughn. what a play by Noah Vaughn. That was just uh, just a great run there by Mr. Vaughn. You'd think it'd be McGill, but uh, but I think that change of pace is what yeah. gets the defense off guard. Mm-hmm. They're they're selling out to stop two four. Yeah. Corbin Price tees it up, kicks it up. And it is good. The Denzo scoreboard has just changed. And the new score with 8.35 to go here in the fourth. Your Red Rebels 27. The visiting Cleveland Blue Raiders 0. We'll be back in just a minute. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. The gloves are coming off. The gloves are coming off. And welcome back to Maryville High School, where your Red Rebels 
lead the Cleveland Blue Raiders 27 to nothing. I'm not sure Noah Vaughn had gloves on, Jude, but he took them off right there. An eight-yard scramble for a touchdown, and now the new score, 27 to nothing, uh, Red Rebels. That was an Everting of Orthodontics touchdown, and now the uh, the Rebels will kick to the visiting Blue Raiders. They've got two deep men back there. It looks like number two, number nine for Cleveland. That's Destin Thomas and uh, Clay McGowan. Corbin Price is is trying to get it to stay on the tee and get this thing set up. It's at his own 40-yard line as he goes left to right here at Maryville High School from the home side, if you will. Yeah, I see here. Uh, Mr. Price is ready to to kick it off here. And uh, McGowan, he's pretty elusive. Let's see if he can't return this one back for a lot. And that's going to be another coffin kick. It's going to be stoved up at the 30-yard line and very much better covered as he only gets about four or five yards on the return. And he's going to be out of bounds at, they're going to say the 41. I think it was more the 39. But nonetheless, he's going to set up shop at the 41, 42-yard line. We're to be first and 10 Blue Raiders. And they're, they're just looking for an answer here. They've had, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, for the scoreboard to say zero for their, they've had a lot of success. Yeah, I'll they say really they have. came in with a pretty good game plan and actually worked this defense uh, from sideline to sideline, stretched them a little bit. Uh, and just and honestly, they've been successful 20 to 20. They just can't get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, they've just been they've been knocking on the door but just haven't been able to capitalize, and that's really been the difference tonight. What's that song say? Keep it knocking but you can't come in? That's what the defense says. But as Kenzie hands this thing off to McKinney, uh, wow, introduce McKinney uh, to number 33. Braden Hoy. Braden Hoy just said, ahoy matey, and <laughs> laid him down. Well, that, that might be our new catchphrase here. <laughs> ahoy matey. He, wow. That was what he was saying because he laid him out. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be swimming from here on out, <laughs> but nonetheless. He made him walk the plane. <laughs> We've went too far. We went too far. <laughs> Under eight minutes to go into the matchup. 27 to nothing, Red Rebels, uh, as, you, as we sit going right to left. Cleveland with the football. Kenzie gets it out in the flat to number. Well, I can't see the number. He's getting blitzed. blitzed. Number two for the Blue Raiders. We just went helmetless. Destin Thomas, and he gets rocked. Tez Dozier lost the hair. I mean, lost his helmet, and his hair is going everywhere. Wow. He's got a big head of hair. Like, I don't know what's more more impressive, the fact that they hit hard enough to knock it off or that all that hair fits in the helmet. Yeah, that is very impressive. Wow. Ken Main is not a fan of the spot. It's going to be at the 49-yard line of Maryville uh, when they reset and go third. Is it third and one, Ken? Yeah. Third and one to go. Kenzie with McKinney in the backfield. Two to the left, one to the right. McKinney's going to get it. He's going to stutter step mm. right and get the up the monster. The turf monster gets him. He picks up about five on the play, and it's going to be enough for a first down Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he. I thought he 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 had a potential to get a lot more yardage there, but the turf monster reached up and struck for the second time again tonight. So I, I don't understand this this mantra. See, look how slow they are getting the play in and yeah. stuff. Are they just trying to keep it away from Maryville, or are they actually trying to get on the scoreboard? Yeah, I think they're trying to keep it away from Maryville. Both. <laughs> yeah, Ken says both. yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, one receiver left, two to the right. McKinney in the backfield. He's going to block, and Ken, Kenzie's going to unload. Wow. He's got a receiver in there, and he reaches. Does he score? It's going to be short. No. No, no, no they're wow, going to give it to him. Touchdown, Cleveland. Well, I guess maybe I was the jinx on that one, guys. Sorry for that one. 
I thought it was short. It looks like it's going to be Destin Thomas. He's worked hard for the Blue Raiders, and he gets paid for right there. 27-6 to is your new score as the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. He's had himself a nice little game, too. I mean, he had a big catch early and a big catch late, and but in the middle he got shut down by Mr. Travis Raider. Kicker Lawson Dale uh, on for his first attempt of the night. The hold is down. The kick is up. Low kick. And the kick is good, yeah. But it, it literally piled yeah. in to, I think, that 1978 state championship banner yeah. for the Red Rebels. Just a line drive kick and just uh, barely got over the, the crossbar there. 27-7, to 7, your new score. 6.22 to go here in the matchup. And the Red Rebels to answer here late in the football game. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying. I didn't think they'd score again on the first string, and that was the second string that they did, in fact, score on. So Yeah, and I, and I think Chris brings up a really good point. He, he writes, like his notepad has been <laughs> infamous tonight. Uh, Coach Hunt left the first string in there for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think without Tito Boyd in there, you probably could have pulled him, but I think that's a message. Mm-hmm. I think that says, you know, there's, there's some mistakes that happened tonight that's not okay, not the way we play football. And, uh, and they're going to they're gonna get better this week. But with 6.22 to go, Maryville's already out there waiting on this kick as Cleveland gets out there late. But they'll, uh, they'll kick off to the Rebels for the first time since the opening kick and, uh, and, and see what we can do here. Got D.J. Burks deep, uh, Noah Vaughn, and Parker McGill deep for the Rebels. And uh, those are three dynamic players. I don't know that you want to kick to any of them. Yeah, I know. Who would you're... you kick to? I mean, who's who – you squib it, I think. Yeah, I think up man. Yeah, that's the answer. Up man. Yeah, it's worth going to the 35 when you got those three back there. Yeah. You might as well just kick it out of bounds and take the penalty. Lawson Dale to tee this one up. He's the place kicker and the kickoff specialist, which is normal in the high school ranks. Right-footed kicker is going to kick it from his own 40. Kick it end over end. And it's going to go deep. Parker McGill has to take it at the one, and he's going to go straight ahead forward. He's going to get through a bunch of Rebels and keep on driving. Feet are moving, 30, 35, and he's run down from behind. But, man, Parker McGill wouldn't want to go down. Yeah, I thought he was down about three or four times, and he just kept moving, kept uh, just kept piling those legs and just was high-stepping through I, folks. I mean, he I was, was just – I was going to say, I've seen Tennessee walking horses didn't get their feet up that high, <laughs> but Parker McGill knows how to drive. 35-yard return for Mr. Mr. Defendable Parker McGill. 33, I'm sorry. And, uh, and Red Rebels set up their shop first and 10 from the 35-yard line. Uh, again, Parker McGill still in the in the football game. Yeah, the Markel, starters are still in. Markel Fortenberry still kind of in. Sending trips, that message, I think, like what Chris was saying. Trips to the right as they move Jackson Phillips across the formation. Here goes Parker McGill kind of picking his place and getting ahead forward for about two yards. Mm-hmm. It's going to set up second and eight. One of the smaller rushes tonight for Mr. McGill, but uh... – was still able to pick up a positive yardage and just was able to fall forward and pick up uh, pick up a few yards there. And again, uh, those hidden yardage, his fall forward gets him another one. It's going to be a pickup of three actually on first down, mm-hmm. second and seven. We're going to see what what they do here. I think it I think it is. I think it's a ground and pound with five and a half minutes. You just continue to hand this thing off. And it's going to be play action to Parker. Here goes Carson Jones, and he's going to slide down at the forty-one yard line. I thought it was going to be a late hit on Cleveland, but I think he tried to pull up. Yeah. That was twice that they've kind of let him play through it. Uh, two potential late hits in the game tonight, but uh, they're letting him play on both, so uh, you got to respect that. Absolutely. Yeah, true that. Third and four upcoming ball on the 30 or the 41 yard line. I haven't changed it up here yet. 
Uh, Carson Jones in the backfield in the shotgun, normal shotgun. Parker McGill gets out in the flank, gets away from the first guy. He's going to get across the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 to the 31-yard line. I thought he was going to get, get loose one more time. And you know who was on the sideline right next to where Mr. McGill got tackled was Tito Boyd. He's looking <laughs> on like saying, man, I wish I was in the game to do that. And uh, McGill making it hard to uh, to not picking for the player of the game tonight. I mean. 28 yards on that carry. He may be at the 200-yard mark soon. Where's he at? He is just really going. But with four minutes left, I wonder if he enters the game again. He's got 16 carries, 185. Yeah, I don't I know if you he give enters him, the game or not. I think again. you give him two more carries. Give yeah, him an opportunity. But, I mean, last game he had 98, and they didn't let him do it, so we'll see. Noah Vaughn's in there. Noah Vaughn's going to get right, get back left, and then push ahead forward. He had three Blue Raiders on him, and he pushed for last two yards. On first and ten, he gets – he gets four yards on that pickup. These Maribel backs just uh, – there's no answer for him, and I think you got to just tip your cap to the offensive line here. They've, they've been down in the trenches, haven't called their names out that much tonight, but I think they've really been doing a good job tonight. I think you look at the slow and steady, uh, the, the offensive line, the running back crew, uh, they've just chewed up this, this clock and, and continue to grind this thing out. They want to pitch it to oh. Noah Vaughn. No, they fake it. Get it to D.J. Burks. He's got to make one guy miss, and he cannot <laughs> – Gets across the 20 to the 18-yard line. That's going to be enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. And the slow and methodical play has given Dwight Price the play of the game. I mean, as, as he's continued to get that name called. Yeah. And uh, Jah- Jahadis, I might have said that wrong, but Davis was able to just ring down Mr. DJ Burks by the shoestring. All right. You got Noah Vaughn in there to the left hip pocket of Carson Jones. Two receivers to the left, or trips to the left, one to the right. And I'm not sure what that is. There's going to be a flag. I think it's a uh, false start on Maryville. Mm. Yeah, we'll see what the call is. When they blow dead, normally it's against the offense. Yeah. Normally it's a free play if it's against the defense. False yeah. start, Maryville. And we'll back it on up. 321 is all that remains here in this matchup for Maryville High School. Your score 27 to 7, Maryville. And, uh, and an offensive line that's that's really. Uh, showed itself well. Number 78 uh, for, for Maryville. Let's, let's get some names in there as these guys have done well. Uh, Wes Stadel, uh, number 70. Stottle. Stottle. Yeah. Trevor Abdella, I mean, he's a big returning starter. Yeah. Oh, as Daigle, as we look down, Daigle, Daigle picks the football and into the end zone for the big six for number six. Touchdown, Rebels. Is that his second tonight? I think it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get called back, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, that's what you get when you don't line up against Mr. Daigle. He'll burn you. Well, again, I think number 54, uh, Cal Grubbs, uh, number 50, Jay Adams, and number 75. Uh, we already said him, Trevor Abdella. Sal. Sal Shido. or something like that. Shido, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we're going to go with it. I mean, what have they done? Nothing but just keep these things going. Mm-hmm. But the Denzo scoreboard just changed as, again, the Rebels blaze through the common sense pest red zone and get a Everting Orthodontics touchdown. 33-7, to your new score. 3.05 to go. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. 
Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653. Or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. I tell you, between Parker McGill, Nick Daigle, they've, they've right, written their name on the page of the history. But uh, Maryville High School to kick this thing away, probably for the last time tonight. 3.05 is all that remains your score. 34-7. to The Denzo scoreboard has lit up here late in this matchup. 34-7 to as the Red Rebels have led this one all, the whole way. That last scoring drop, six plays, 65 yards, three minutes, 17 seconds off the clock. Nick Daigle finished the kick. Corbin Price to cough and kick one more time. Lands it at the 27-yard line, and number 24 gets across field, and he's he's off and moving. couple guys to beat, and he is beating them. Uh, he gets across midfield and runs out of bounds, which is interesting, yeah. at the 49-yard line. Number 24 for Cleveland was the return man, and that is Jonathan Haralis. Yeah, I thought if he could have gotten that edge, I thought he might have had six there, and uh, – Corbin Price tried to wrangle him down, but just uh, couldn't get to him, and then it just forced him out of bounds. Yeah, you had you had a lot of uh, a lot of youth in there on special teams, mm-hmm. and uh, we almost paid for it on that one. But nonetheless, they kept their pursuit and uh, pushed uh, pushed Mr. Haralis out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually John Huffman, excuse me, instead of Corbin Price in on the kick. Looks like uh, a new look here at quarterback, I believe, here for Cleveland. New quarterback and new running back as they're going to try to get some work. Number 16 to number 6, and he gets around right side in and gets up for about two yards. Number 16 for Cleveland is Drew Lambert, and he handed off to number 6, another unknown running back. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's I, maybe, I don't have it. There's a lot of new faces in here for Maryville. Uh, number 55, Mike Bethia has entered the game. 13, Carter Cox is out here. Again, I want to give these kids credit. So, again, a nice nice running back and clean handoff by yeah. Lambert. Yeah, great play, but uh, not listed on the lineup, though. Wish I had a name. Maybe he's got a different road uniform number yeah, than he does so. at home. Maybe so. They're going to set up in their traditional two to the left, one to the right formation, running back straight ahead back. They're going to give it to number six again. He's going to go again off right tackle, get upfield, and get inside the 45 to the 43 where it's going to set up Third and about four to go. It'll be third and three. Long three. Long three here. Let's see if uh, they go back to the running game like how they have been doing in the past, but with new quarterback and new running back, we'll just have to see. Minute 42 is all that remains. Uh, I think if they want to do anything with these young kids, they will definitely uh, throw it a little bit. Second and seven to go here. Oh, they haven't updated the clock. Number six is going to get the carry again, and he rips and scrams for, for a few more yards, gets down to the 40, not enough for the first down. And I think we'll cross the minute mark here after this play. Noah Vaughn is in on defense, looks like. Uh, in addition to number 27, Keyshawn Harper is also playing defense. Uh, number eight, Cannon. Oh, Noah Johnson. Limbaugh. Sorry. 
I saw Noah. <laughs> There's a multiple Noahs yeah. on this team. Noah Limbaugh in, in on defense. Again, that's uh, if Miss Whitney's listening, uh, Noah Limbaugh is family there. And, again, wish him all the best. Going but Lambert hands off to number six. And who was that? Let's just say he did not get it. Wow. Keyshawn Harper with the, maybe the hit of the night. Yeah. Boy, number, that was a big hit. He's in. I think number six actually wanted to give the ball to Keyshawn Harper. I think he tried to yeah. give it to Keyshawn Harper. Yeah. And that's going to be a turnover on downs. And that's going to bring us to the 47th second mark here left in the game. I believe Maribel might do one run play, then kneel it, and they're, uh, they're going to be out of here. I think it's two Vs. Yeah. I think you run the V out there, you run, you snap it twice, and you take it to the house. But uh, with 47 clicks to go, uh, the Denzo scoreboard reads 34-7 to seven, uh, in favor of the homestanding Rebels. And uh, Cleveland's come in here and battled. It just doesn't show on the scoreboard. 34-7 to 7 is where it stands and probably, Jude, uh, where it's going to finish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a, of a, of a, ro- of a rocky game here for Maryville, but uh, New quarterback. Yeah, new quarterback. Is that uh, Dunford? Dunford, yep. We saw him get some reps in at practice. He's pretty good. Caleb Dunford actually is going to hand it off. Going to give it to number 20. He's going to get around left side up three yards yeah. on the pickup. Craig Hilliard on the pickup. Craig Hilliard. Usually he gets to work a little bit earlier yeah. in today's game. Uh, but I, I think they, that's going to be it. Is that going to be game, or are they going to get it one more time? Yeah, there's enough of an inter- differential to where they can run it out, but it's just uh, whatever they want to do. Yeah, here they come walking. That's going to be the finale. Let's count it down. 20 seconds to go as the homestanding fans stand up and put their umbrellas away. They will head out tonight after watching their Rebels struggle a bit, but nonetheless be victorious 34-7 to over Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland uh, should hang their heads high yeah. as they leave this this stadium. They they had a lot of good things going for them. They just couldn't finish drives, and that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryville finishes. Yep. Cleveland did not. But as the clock hits zeros, the final score, the Denzo scoreboard reads, 34 for Maryville, 7 for Cleveland, the Blue Raiders. Let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, the Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20 post-game show right here, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 Three eight nine seven four one two. 
Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. And Jude and Chris's hands were up, I'll just tell you that. But back at Maryville High School for what is the Bob Ramsey postgame show, State Representative District winning up for re-election. But, uh, but guys, Chris Hips back on the mic. What a game. It, it was a little bit more of a battle, a little bit more stressful than we're used to. But nonetheless, the Rebels 34-7 to victors over the Blue Raiders of Cleveland. And we're here in the postgame show talking about another Rebel victory. So excited about that. But 34-7 to is what the scoreboard reads. That, that's the big point. Uh, but ultimately, looking at some stats from Mr. Ken Main. Again, always appreciate Ken for what he does here for Rebel Radio and Maryville High School. Uh, but rushing yards, Maryville, 29 carries, 274 yards. Passing yards, 167, a little little less than, than what they normally would push. Uh, 441 on the, the overall docket. So actually bested last year's offensive output against Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, however, 36 carries, 131 in the rushing category, 110 passing yards for a total of 241 total yards on 53 plays. So just a just a uh, an, maybe an ugly brand of football. I mean, that's, I'm not saying it's a bad brand, but it just uh, it took a lot to get there. Uh, but the Rebels victorious uh, nonetheless. You look at it; they evened up the uh, the time of possession a little bit in the second half. Cleveland owned it, 27-41, 20 minutes. 
and 41 seconds. Maryville had it 20 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, a big, big stat to look at is Maryville's third down conversion rate, four of five on the night. I think that really extended plays and kept uh, some momentum in the in the hands of the homestanding Rebels. But four of ten was Cleveland. So they just couldn't get off the field, or they couldn't stay on the field. Uh, they kept getting pushed out and pushed off. So, uh, again, a big night for the Rebels and victory uh, amongst it. What about it, Chris, man? What, what, what did you see? I mean, you were you're a big help trying to get us some uh, some names and numbers late in the game, but, uh, but this, was a, this was a really good uh, – this was a good matchup. Well, I mean, I can understand Coach Hunt's uh, kind of being disappointed at, you know, some of the sloppy plays, especially on the offense. You know, a couple of uncharacteristic uh, penalties, you know, false starts, holdings. So, I know he left them in, you know, I, I, maybe just as a tone setter, you know, just to give him a couple more reps, you know, next week is going to be a very big game for Maribel with uh, Crosstown Rebel Alcoa. And, you know, you got to get every reps. And having that week off last week probably didn't help, you know, keep him motivated too much. So I think it's a good win to walk away and carry the momentum into next week. Absolutely. Dude, what, what did you think? Do you think the bye week had some impact on the on the little bit of the sloppy play there? Yeah, I think definitely they were uh, maybe in a little bit of a daze there early and, uh, Gave a few turnovers that really shouldn't have happened, and uh, just uh, really a little bit sloppy. They they kind of reined it in though they're late, and uh, really got their act together. But uh, overall, I think that Maryville uh, probably not the best outcome. But you come out of here with a win, so uh, can't be too too disappointed. Yeah, I think you got to look at it really well. And uh, and Coach Hunt down there, I think he just got my text. We we have we have picked the Rebel Radio player of the game. And, and you need to hold on because I think it's going to be a really interesting interview because for the first time in the two years we've been doing this, mm-hmm. we're going to have player of the game post-game yeah. uh, talking live right here on Rebel Radio. So excited about that. Uh, but stick around. we got to get him up here. He's got to get cleaned up and get back up here. Uh, but look at individual stats, guys. No, Parker McGill uh, led the rushing category in a big way, 16 carries, 185 for two touchdowns. 11.6-yard average. Uh, Noah Vaughn, seven carries, 43 yards and a touchdown. Carson Jones, three for 25. D.J. Burks, two for 18. And Craig Hilliard, one for three to cap the night. Uh, receiving for the for the Red Rebels, Markel Fortenberry, two for 70. Uh, Parker McGill, one for 34. Nick Daigle, two for 27. Jackson Phillips, two for 20. And D.J. Burks, two for 16. So, uh, a lot of guys on the stat line on the on the on the call, and really uh, a good night offensively for the Rebels uh, in lieu of some some slippery and sloppy play. Come on, yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. We're, we're just reading this stat line, just kind of shaking our heads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once Tito Boyd uh, Boyd went out, I mean, there wasn't much yeah. offense. I mean, we that secondary shut down. You know, that big pick by DJ Burks in the second half helped. Change the momentum. Um, minus maybe the kickoff team. I mean, maybe that's one thing we need to work on going into next week is that coffin kick because we were giving up a good mm-hmm. chunk of yards. So that would be one area I would definitely try to work on for next week's matchup. Yeah, and I, I think there's there's a the, I think Coach Hunt would tell us there's a lot to talk about and, and a lot that we can work on moving forward. But Tito Boyd held the 78 yards. I think he had some uh, he had some health issues, kind of injury. Uh, stuff to deal with off the side that maybe kind of slowed him up. He might have had some more in the second half, but 23 carries, 78 yards, just 3.4 yard average, and really he's he's the only uh, he's the only big thing to speak of. Destin Thomas was had five catches for 97, but one of those was was a very long catch uh, for a, for a uh, 
for a long play against the second string. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, um, moving forward, it's, it's, it's Battle of Pistol Creek week. From yeah. here on out, it's Maryville Alcoa until next Friday night. And uh, you've made it 2-0. Uh, the Red Rebels are two and zero, and looking to uh, to to get back and uh, and host the Battle of Pistol Creek right here at Maryville High School. Let's take us a break. Uh, listen to these fine sponsors. Hopefully, we can get our Rebel Radio Player of the Game up here. Talk to him a little bit. But when we come back, we're going to continue uh, to drive in to the Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20 post-game show. Talk a little bit about final scoreboard from around the area. Normally, we're done a little sooner than now. Yeah. And, uh, and ultimately, we will cover scores of interest, recognize these great sponsors, and then have our Rebel Radio player of the game as we come back. But, uh, but hey, you, you're listening right here on WGAP. Stick around. Uh, 1400 AM, 105.9 FM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKVL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville, a conservative who stands with our veterans.